Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Appearing before the Senate Appropriations Committee, President Joe Biden, Secretaries of State and Defense, urged Congress to consider aid for Israel and Ukraine as part of one package rather than separately. They said the wars between Ukraine and Russia and Israel and Hamas are connected, and that failure to fully support both Ukraine and Israel would send a dangerous signal to adversaries around the world. Nonsense. Israel and Ukraine, democracies are fighting ruthless foes who are out to annihilate them. We will not not let Hamas or Putin win. Today's battles against aggression and terrorism will define global security for years to come. Assistance to Israel enjoys broad bipartisan backing, but a growing number of Republicans are wary of new support for Kyiv. Tying aid for Ukraine with assistance for Israel could improve the chances of the Ukraine funding winning approval. Our adversaries are cheering for dysfunction. So let's instead show them unity. Let's show them the strength of democracy by passing a robust, bipartisan national security package. We should wake up. It is a time to be concerned. Uh, We are in a dangerous period. So is the FBI able to track all threats and prevent these individuals from conducting an attack on U.S. soil? I couldn't say that we were able to detect all individuals. Um, the, the people that we know about, as Secretary Rumsfeld uh, used to say, the known known, we're quite good at together with our partners. But it is the unknown unknown uh, that I worry about quite a bit. So, Director Ray, can you say that we do not have either individual foreign terrorists or terror cells affiliated with foreign groups currently operating in the United States? Well, we're not we're not tracking that. But, uh, again, I come back to what it is. The gaps in our intelligence are real, um, and it's something that we have concerns about. Cornell University Jr. arrested and accused of making online threats to Jewish students. He is now facing a federal charge. As state police stand guard outside the Cornell Center for Jewish Living, the U.S. attorney for the Northern District of New York says University Jr., 21-year-old Patrick Dye, has been arrested for posting anti-Semitic threats online, including, if you see a Jewish person on campus, follow them home and slit their throats. The feds say Mr. Dye is from the Rochester area and faces charges of posting threats to kill or injure another using interstate communications. The complaint alleges he also posted he would shoot up 104 West, the university's kosher dining hall, among other violent messages. You may think that you can be anonymous and post what you want, but there will be consequences. The arrest comes a day after Governor Hochul increased state police presence at campuses statewide and met with Jewish students at Cornell. As I successfully fight these political opponent lawsuits, all created and started by crooked Joe Biden and his group of radical left thugs, I realize how insignificant they are compared to the horror of what is going on with Israel and the Middle East and the thousands of people who have so needlessly died in a war that should have never started and the millions that could very easily follow 
all due to the highly incompetent Biden administration, their policies of weakness and appeasement and of being just plain stupid. And then you have Ukraine, likewise, would have never started if I were president, would have never started. You wouldn't have inflation. You'd have a great economy. All of these things were preventable. But now we have many hotspots all over the world, something that just three years ago, nothing like this existed. Nothing better than starting your rainy hump day, tunnel to towers, sitting friends in the morning Wednesday show. Then Def Leppard, give me some more of this. I know it's Rick Allen's birthday today. This is hysteria. That uh, years ago, the drummer of this band, he's only got one arm. His name is Rick Allen. And he was a uh, pretty frequent guest on the Bernie and Sid show. Because when I was down in Florida, one of my sales guys down there, a guy by the name of Steve Sloan, who I think is still doing radio sales in Miami, he called me one day and he said, you know... The drummer from Def Leppard, he um, he paints. He's an artiste. I go, no kidding. What armed drummer? What armed paintist? Painter, I should say, paintist. He said, yeah. And then uh, you know, there's these. Um, they have these art galleries. I got one actually at the Hard Rock Hotel in New Jersey. Forgot the name of the art gallery, but he has his paintings there. I said, no kidding. 
He said, yeah, he wants to come on the show with uh, you and Bernie and talk about all the great Def Leppard hits and all of his art. So he put him on a couple of times. He was a very, very nice guy. Yeah, he still is. He's not dead. Very nice guy. And then I told you this story a couple of months ago that they came to town. It was one of these reunion shows. I don't know, Madison Square Garden. They have these, like, old bands, you know, like, put on these uh, 80 bands. Huh? And it was Depp Leopard and somebody else. And they reached out to Rick. I said, hey, Rick, baby, I need two tickets. Me and Danielle love Depp Leopard. And the son of a bitch never got back to me, so he's okay. dead to me. Uh, okay, so he's, he's dead on, to me. He's on the bad side. Oh, he's dead to me. Okay, that's what that means. I mean, he's, uh, it's not Ron Kuby territory. Let me make something very, very clear to all you folks. <laughs> now, now that you brought his <laughs> yeah, name up. Now that I brought that up. Anybody who says this, after October 7th, these two words, write these two words down. Yeah, but. If you say yeah, but, after anything that has to do with the Hamas attacks on October 7th, you are a lowlife. Yeah, but. There's no yeah, buts. No, no, I got to that, but. <laughs> Talking about Rick Allen and Def Leppard to, uh, to Ron Kobe, but. Yeah, but. There's no yeah, buts. You know, the audio that uh, we played in that open, again, great job by Justin. Everything from those Senate hearings yesterday to Christopher Ray. I want to get to that. That was terrifying. To the uh, Trump stuff. But they arrested this uh, kid, Patrick die patrick should die 21 year old little punk ass bitch engineering student real tough guy i mean nothing speaks tougher than an engineering student at cornell but this little bastard is the guy that uh put that stuff on the internet which i read to you just a couple of days ago pig jews your synagogue should become graveyards we're gonna rape your women behead your children I mean, they, A, you need, you need to make sure this guy never works in the United States. Let him go to some Arab country and get a job there. He should never, ever work in the United States. He should never be allowed to go back to Cornell. He's arrested now, but what does that mean, Noam Layden, for this Patrick Dye, this animal moving forward? What does it mean? Well, he's in for a whole lot of hurt. He's going to face Good. a judge this morning. And I, part of the process will be figuring out whether he had the ability to carry out any of these threats. He said he wanted to stab and slit the throat of any Jewish men he saw on the campus. He wanted to throw Jewish women off a cliff, decapitate Jewish babies. That's just some of what they released. Uh, so this morning he'll go through this uh, magistrate. He, he, he can't do any of that. He's an engineering student at an Ivy League college. He can't do any of that. And I, I said this. Yesterday, to uh, Yehuda Hanekman, who joined me live in Israel 9.30 yesterday, and he went on to repeat what I said, and he called them keyboard tough guys, something like that, keyboard terrorists. But there's a lot of folks out there now that are sitting in their houses by their computers or on their college campuses that are spewing all this hate, and it's terrifying because of what Hamas actually did, but they couldn't hurt anybody. Give me 30 seconds with this kid, and I will beat this kid half to death, if not to death. I would gladly go to jail for one year for that. One year. This kid can't do anything. He's an engineering student at Cornell. Are you nuts? But that does bring me to the Christopher Ray story. And I have to tell you, Noam and Lewis, that in my lifetime, and again, if God is good to me, 
I'll be 57 in April. I don't remember the last time a top cop, a mayor, Rudy Giuliani, is going to join me at 740, certainly an FBI guy, went public with this. Yeah, we blew it. We blew it. We've got gaps in our intelligence. Gaps in our intelligence. They're here. We don't have any credible threats right now, but this is a very dangerous time. Oh, my God. Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI, didn't try to sugarcoat it, not even a little. Play this, in fact, and we'll get to Noam Layden's opinion. This is uh, cut number seven. Again, Mr. FBI head Christopher Wray basically telling you folks that while they were worrying about Donald Trump, like this animal Attorney General Letitia James, terrorists were coming into this country. Christopher Ray, cut number seven. What has now increased is the greater possibility of one of these foreign terrorist organizations uh, directing an attack uh, in the United States. We haven't seen evidence that it's actually happening yet, but what we have seen is, and I listed them off in my opening remarks, one terrorist organization after another calling for attacks. Uh, and so we should we, wake up. It is a time to be concerned. Wow. Uh, we are in a dangerous period. Wow. So is the FBI able to track all threats and prevent these individuals from conducting an attack on U.S. soil? I couldn't say that we were able to detect all individuals. Um, the, the people that we know about, as Secretary Rumsfeld uh, used to say, the known known, we're quite good at together with our partners. But it is the unknown unknown uh, that I worry about quite a bit. Here's a one more. Can you say that we do yeah. not have either individual foreign terrorists or Sorry. terror cells affiliated with foreign groups currently operating in the United States? Well, we're not we're not tracking that. Aye. But uh, again, I come point back to what it is: the gaps in our intelligence are real, um, and it's something what? that we have concerns about. The gaps in our intelligence is real. That's your FBI director. One more, Lewis. Cut number eight. More concern about homegrown terrorists coming at the Jews like me. Cut number eight. Here in the United States, our most immediate concern is that violent extremists, individuals or small groups, will draw inspiration from the events in the Middle East to carry out attacks against Americans going about their daily lives. That includes not just homegrown violent extremists inspired by a foreign terrorist organization, but also domestic violent extremists targeting Jewish or Muslim communities. I'm sorry, folks. I don't care how tough you are. Maybe you live with your head in your sand. You know, you're dancing at the Halloween parade last night. Maybe you're going to Las Vegas this weekend for BravoCon to check out your favorite real housewife. Maybe you're still upset the Giants lost to the Jets. I don't know. I don't know. People are weird, and you're stupid. But this is real. When the FBI director admits, admits gaps in intelligence and says, I'm quoting him, this is a dangerous time, you bet we're concerned. And we're very concerned about Jews and Jewish communities right here. This is no joke. I don't have the time and or the patience to listen to two maniacs like Andrew Cuomo and Anthony Scaramucci Cuomo lied for two hours, that's all I heard. When these types of things are going on, this is serious stuff. 
I don't have the time to hear people bash Donald Trump. When, as he said in the open three years ago, none of this, none of this was going on. None of it. We never mentioned the word migrant. We were not worried about a terrorist attack here in New York City, about Hamas killing Jewish people. None of it. I don't have the time. This is serious stuff. Am I going to go to work every day? Does my son go to school every day? Is Danielle going to run the marathon on Sunday? You bet your ass. We're not going to sit home in fear. But we're also not walking around with rose-colored glasses on thinking, hey, this is the time of our life. This is very serious stuff. Do you disagree, Noam? Oh, it was sort of amazing to watch Christopher Ray at this hearing yesterday admit to the fact that there are huge gaps in intelligence. That's unbelievable. No one has in 57 years. These guys lie. They'll tell you anything just to avoid panic. you got your FBI director saying, oh, no, we've got serious gaps in intelligence. This is a very dangerous time. We are very concerned. Wow. Wow. No? You know, I think part of it comes out of that Hamas attack in Israel on October 7th. Those terrorists went old school, Sid. They weren't online. They threw away their cell phones. They used hardline phones to communicate, which was almost impossible for the Israelis to track. And so the FBI sees this and they say, hey, someone could be doing the exact same thing right here. Oh, so easily. And uh, my fear is they are so Anyway, it's uh, it's going to be a great show today. And we're going to have some laughs. One of my favorite comedic actors, some of his work includes the great movie Friday, where he acted alongside Ice Cube. But he made three Rush Hour movies, made more than $50 million for those three great Rush Hour movies with Jackie Chan. He was also in Jackie Brown. He was in House Party 3, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker's going to stop by in the 9 o'clock hour. And we'll do a little football today, too. I just made, a fun, made fun of people with the Jets and the Giants. But WFAN legend Joe Beningo, who also wants to talk about Israel and Donald Trump, all the pressing matters, he'll be here to talk about his 4-3 and three New York Jets and then the serious stuff. I guess Rudy Giuliani, according to Justin Ellick, Mayor Rudy reached out to Justin yesterday. And he said, you know, I got to tell you, I think Sid is doing an unbelievable job covering all this Israel stuff. I want him to know that. So if it's okay, can I come on tomorrow, which is today, to tell him that? This is what Justin Ellick told me yesterday, which, of course, uh, was an honor and humbled me for about three seconds. And then I was like, yeah, he's right. So Rudy's going to come on. Seven forty this morning. We got a great guest list. We're going to start off today's guest list in the great state of Alaska. I spoke to my good friend Sarah Palin yesterday. She's actually staying up six forty-five. It's two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning in Alaska. But Sarah Palin, she's going to stop by as well. The number is always one eight hundred eight four eight. WABC. That's 1-800-848-9222. And I got to tell you, bad job by WABC this week. Because one of our very own was bestowed an amazing, an amazing honor on Sunday night. He should have been on two hours yesterday, not Cuomo and Scaramucci. He actually performed on stage with Bruce Springsteen, Stephen Van Zandt, 
and Patty Schiappa. Who am I talking about? You're going to find out. Unbelievable. Keep it right here. Sitting friends in the morning. you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law. Personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to DigitalDollarReport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. than the rest. I'll tell you what I meant when I said last segment that kind of dropped the ball here about one of our hosts and what he accomplished this weekend. The man I'm talking about is Tony Orlando. The great Tony Orlando. I like him very, very much. So, so Sunday night, don't forget Sarah Palin coming up shortly, then Curtis Sliwa. Got a great guest list today. Rudy Giuliani, Peter King, Joe Beningo, the comedic actor Chris Tucker all stopping by. So. So Sunday night in New Jersey, believe it or not, was the 2023 New Jersey Hall of Fame inductions. And I'm sorry to say that Joe Nolan did not make it. He should. But they had a bunch of very, very big names. For example, New York football giant running back and one of the hosts alongside Evan Roberts, Afternoons at the Fan, Tiki Barber, the great number 21. He made the Hall of Fame, New Jersey Hall of Fame. Or oh, oh, so did Sue Wicks. I guess she's a WNBA player. I don't know. I don't care. But she made it. But there were some very notable 
entertainers who made it too. For example, Mr. Sopranos. Congratulations to the great David Chase. Did you know, Noam, that David Chase was inducted Sunday night into the New Jersey Hall of Fame? You probably didn't know that, Noam. Noam lives in uh, I did New not Jersey. know that, no. Yeah. You could be in the New Jersey Hall of Fame one day. Uh, yeah, you never know. I doubt it, but you never know. <laughs> it's so, possible. It's possible. So there were two musicians. If they run out of all the other people. <laughs> yeah. Two musicians inducted on Sunday night into the New Jersey Hall of Fame. One, Bruce Springsteen's wife, who sings on that track, Patty Schialfa, and the other... Tony Orlando, which I don't necessarily get because I could have sworn Tony Orlando was born and raised in New York. Clearly, there's a New Jersey connection between uh, Tony and that state. Otherwise, why would he make the New Jersey Hall of Fame? But, but how about this? Sunday night on stage, Bruce Springsteen, my dear friend Stephen Van Zant, Patty Schialfa, and Tony Orlando sang together. No way. Swear to God. How did we miss that? It is a terrible job by this station. I went on and on about two people that no one like. And I'm going to go on the air and say it. John may get mad. I don't care. Stop putting Andrew Cuomo on the air. Stop it. No one listens. No one cares. They hate his guts. I am sick and tired of trying to enjoy my lunch on a day when that prick is on and my phone is lighting up. Why is he on your station? We don't care about both sides. We don't want to hear from him. Stop putting him on, please. Tony Orlando should have been on. That guy sang with Springsteen, made the Hall of Fame on Sunday night. That's unbelievable. And they sang, talking about sitting friends in the morning, I get by with a little help from my friends. The great Beatles song. Well, how about that, Noam? That's pretty cool. That had to be a big moment for Tony. Had to be huge. So, uh, Alec, book Tony Orlando this week. He happens to be not just an unbelievable performer, but one of the sweetest and nicest men you'll ever meet. So congratulations to uh, Tony and... Congrats. Yeah, Patty Schiappa, David Chase, Tiki Barber, Sue Weeks, or others that made the Hall of Fame. I just don't know their names. So. Who, who even knew that there was a Hall of Fame? Did you know that? I, I did know that, oh. yeah. Yeah, I think John Bon Jovi, obviously, he's in there. Bruce Springsteen, Jimmy Gandolfini. I don't know who else is in the uh, the New Jersey Hall of Fame. I don't believe any of the housewives. Like, you would think Teresa Jewadice. Oh, she should be in this year. How could you, you know, right. Sue Wicks, take her out and put in Teresa? Right. Well, could... actually, it's not Jewadice anymore. Now it's Teresa Ruelas. I could tell you two from last year, Max Weinberg. Oh, Mighty Max, another E Street band member. Yes, Chelsea Handler. Chelsea Handler. Oh, you know, I used to like her. She wrote this uh, book, um, something about vodka. Well, I forgot the name of it now, but vodka's in the title. Good. She had that awful late-night show with the little midget guy. What was his name? The little Mexican guy? Or... Um, uh, Chewy. Chewy or something like Alejandro that. Alejandro Chewy. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Chewy. <laughs> I mean, she's funny sometimes, but. Ron Jaworski. Oh, really? Yeah. That, the is... Polish rifle. Yes. The Polish. Wow. That's right. Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl quarterback. Who else? Anybody else uh, notable? Let's see. A couple of years ago. Wait, George... wait. Is, is Joe Piscopo in? He's got to be. I don't know. I don't think he is. Then get any more Jersey than Joe. Well, I was going to say, if there's not a rest stop named after you in Jersey, you're in trouble. Because I know a lot of these folks that are in the Hall of Fame also have rest stops named after them. So He's in. Oh, Joe is in. 2013. Good. He should be there. 
There's nothing like taking a dump in a bathroom with my name on the front door. (laughs) (laughs) How exciting is that? That's how you know that you made the big time then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that I, I think that Bernie talking about why is Tony Orlando in the New Jersey Hall of Fame? Bernie years ago made the New Jersey Radio Hall of Fame. I remember that he like went down to Atlantic City to yeah. accept the award. Yeah, and like and I think Chad went and Rita Cosby and a bunch of other uh, station people. I didn't go uh, because as much as I love Bernard and miss him and think he was a great talent, the hell is he doing in the New Jersey Hall of Fame? <laughs> How they just pick Bernard out of the blue? What is his New Jersey connection? But uh, he's in. So Tony Orlando in the New Jersey Hall of Fame and Bernie McGurk in the New Jersey Radio Hall of Fame. Well, how about that? Can't get bigger than that. Yeah. Well, All right. <laughs> maybe you can. I don't know. Uh, my friend is going to join us live from Alaska. Right now it's about 2.30 in the morning. She stayed up all night, I swear to God. And I don't think Ron Duguay is there. So she's just like watching TV doing nothing. My dear friend Sarah Palin. But it is Wednesday, and I talk to my friend Frank Siller every Wednesday. The Tunnel to Towers update with the New York City Marathon just days away. Frank Siller and his team at the foundation are gearing up for yet another incredible race. November is an extraordinary time in New York City. It is time for the TCS New York City Marathon. Thousands of runners from all over the world participate in the 26.2 mile race spanning all five boroughs including Team Tunnel to Towers. Runners join the Tunnel to Towers Marathon team not only to challenge themselves physically but also to contribute to a noble cause and pay tribute to the heroism displayed on 9-11 and in its aftermath. Participants raise funds for the foundation's programs including building mortgage-free smart homes for catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, as well as mortgage payoffs for fallen first responder families and gold star families. For the latest updates on Tunnel to Towers marathon teams across the country, including participant stories and fundraising progress, please visit t2t.org. Consider making a monthly donation of just $11.95 of every dollar goes directly toward helping families in their time of need. Donate today and runners. Good luck on Sunday. All right, including my beautiful wife, Danielle, who's running with the NYPD Marathon Club. In fact, Tom Biggers and Danielle will join us on Friday. Folks, never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate just $11 a month. Do it today at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2T.org. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers on 77 WABC. Justin Ellick here with your bottom of the hour sports update. Sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTechnics.com to find a deal under you. They're the world's best built of boilers on the hardwood. The Knicks secured their second victory of the young season last night with a 109-91 road win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, they'll return home now as they complete the second leg of a, a back-to-back set against Cleveland tonight at MSG. Tip-off is scheduled for 7.30 p.m. there. The Nets will be back in action as well, getting set to tip-off at 7.30 as well uh, against the Heat in Miami. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders 
in the NFL fired coach Josh McDaniels and general manager Dave Ziegler. The team did announce last night the Raiders named linebackers coach Antonio Pierce as their interim head coach. The team also said the current assistant GM, Champ Kelly, will serve as interim GM. In announcing those promotions, the organization said it is committed to undergoing a, quote, comprehensive search for a head coach and general manager, quote, once a season is complete, and if you're a Raiders fan, I would certainly hope so. On the diamond in Arizona, the World Series picked up last night, and it was the Texas Rangers pulling out the huge 11-7 win in Game 4. Marcus Simeon's two-run triple and three-run homer powered Texas to a 10-run lead by the third inning, a lead that they would not give up, despite the absence of slugger Adelis Garcia and starter Max Scherzer from here on out. Texas takes a three games to one series lead heading into game five tonight when they'll try and finish the job in Arizona. Please, God, just to have this thing end already. (laughs) First pitch there is set for 8.03 p.m. tonight as the series uh, does remain in Arizona. On the ice, local action took the night off, and it will again tonight. The Rangers, Islanders, and Devils will all be back uh, in action tomorrow night. Uh, The Rangers, they get Carolina. The Islanders, they get Washington. And the Devils will see Minnesota. That's sports sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Spoilers. Go to PeerlessSpoilers.com. Tankless.com to find a dealer near you. They're the world's best built boilers. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Friends who say he's just a friend. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. What would you think if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out of key Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends mm, I get high with a little help from my friends mm, Gonna try with a little help from my friends What do I do when my so this happened to be the song that Hall of Famer, mind you, New Jersey Hall of Famer Tony Orlando did on stage with Bruce Springsteen, Stephen Van Zant, and Patty Schiaffa on Sunday night. So the theme of today's show outside of all the Israel coverage is F. Andrew Cuomo. No more of him, please. Congratulations, Tony Orlando. They both end with an O, mind you. Cuomo and Orlando. One's a creep. And one guy is a Hall of Famer and beloved. Cuomo, oh no, Orlando, way to go. <laughs> there you wow, go. that's, that's you more much. than a T-shirt yeah. right there. You know, I said to Danielle yesterday, I said, uh, why do we live here? You know, I love New York. I get the whole thing. I've become a major star in the world's number one market. It's all very exciting, I know. But we have real threats of terror here, real threats, Hamas, ISIS, they're here, and they want to take down New York. They don't care about most of the states in this country. They want us. Besides the crime we've got every day, the subways, the streets, besides that, the illegals, the migrants. I was watching um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City last night. I'm not going to lie to you, I was. And these people have no idea what's going on. They don't know. They go to ski slopes. They have tea in the afternoon. They have nice dinners. If they're lucky, they get to a Utah Jazz game, maybe have a tequila shot in Park City. They have no idea what's going on. 
So then I started thinking about my dear friend, the very lovely Sarah Palin, who lives in Alaska. And, and I have to imagine it's kind of the same thing. Like, they're not hopping on the subways worrying about Hamas blowing up a bunch of Jews. Well, maybe they are. So here she is, one of my favorite politicians, happens to be, of course, dating my favorite athlete ever, former Ranger great Ron Duguay, up at 2 o'clock in the morning right now in Alaska, the lovely Sarah Palin. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Sid. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I mean, it's a very uh, nervous time here in New York. Tensions are high, and when the FBI director, Chris Ray comes out yesterday, Sarah, and admits that we've had gaps in intelligence while they're worried about putting a guy like Donald Trump away. Thousands and thousands of legitimate terrorists have come into our country, and they want to kill us right here in New York. So I'm doing okay, but tensions are very high in this city. Well, yeah, and you're you're right that uh, New York City would be the target. It, y'all are the center of everything, right, like culture, uh, the economy, the way things are marketed, the way our businesses are run, so much of uh, what affects our daily lives, even way up here in Alaska, the center of it all is New York City. So, of course, symbolically even, that uh, would be where they, the bad guys, where they want to target to send the loudest message. And that is why people there, of course, need to be so vigilant, but around the country, too. And uh let me preface, too, by saying, you know, I, maybe I'm the only one in America who's never watched one episode of even one of the Real Housewives of something, something. What? Ever. But never, never. But if I, I know a couple of the gals, though, on a couple of shows, and I really like them. I just, I've been busy doing other things over these years. Well, no, no. You're busy, you, 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 you know, a vice president, uh, maybe Trump's uh, person, who knows, politics, uh, hockey games at with Ron Duguay, but if they ever come up, if they ever come up with the Real Housewives of Fairbanks, I got to think, Sarah, <laughs> I, I, I got to think you're in. You and Duguay would be great. They had Tiki Barber and his wife in Jersey last year. How about Ron Duguay and uh, Sarah Palin would be great. <laughs> yeah, you should see when Ron's up here, though, and we're off the grid, and, you know, there's some kind of snowstorm, and he's out there chopping wood because we have no electricity. Oh, my gosh. You know what? that we live up here gosh once in a while i think okay yeah mock the way that i live up here y'all and then you're gonna be knocking on my door someday saying oh now we realize we've got to shoot our own protein we've got to grow our own food i'm coming to alaska they can do it there well you still do all that in all seriousness you're out there shooting your own protein growing your own food i mean you don't have any restaurants at all in the whole state Oh, my gosh, yes, we do. Of course we do. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, no, I mean, the conditions are not glamorous. The conditions are not uh, super ideal. And, uh, yeah, you should have Ron talk a little bit about that. But so way up here even, we are vigilant, though. People are paying attention to what's going on, and much of that includes looking at what's going on in New York City and seeing the preparedness there and seeing if New York City, if the um, leaders there can be – role models in terms of other uh, state officials around right. our country, right. uh, knowing what to do, being prepared, uh, because, um, yeah, you, you know Hamas is here. You, you know the terrorists have infiltrated. Why wouldn't they have, right, with an open border? N- nobody's been vetted as they come on over. So, um, yeah, it, it's just uh, to be cognizant of that 
is just imperative for every American. And you're right about the officials here. You know, uh, my buddy John Katsimatidis, who owns his station, and I love him, he has told the mayor the same thing I have, Mayor Eric Adams, which is if you do well here, you will be publicly celebrated all across the country. You can't say that, for example, about the mayor of Fairbanks. But the mayor of New York City, if you do that, you become a, a worldwide figure. So the pressure is on it. But I have to bring up our mutual friend, Donald Trump. I know that you were on this station months ago talking about how, if, if in fact, he called and, and wanted you to be his running mate, of course, you would take it. But above and beyond that, he spoke yesterday and he said, listen, three years ago, we cannot have imagined any of this. Forget about inflation. Forget about interest rates. Forget about Ukraine, Russia. But I had the Middle East under control. Abraham Accords, Israel about to become friendly with Saudi Arabia. There were no issues. People were not dying. And he's right, isn't he, Sarah Palin? Yeah, absolutely. I consider the tinderbox that is the Middle East. Now, the leader of the free world has some responsibility to make sure that that tinderbox does not explode because America's interest would be affected. Have If America's interests aren't affected somewhere overseas, we need to stay the heck out. I, I'm so sick of war. I hate war. I know, you know, as we send our sons and daughters to fight the wars that the old men in Washington, D.C. call, uh, I know that those kids, when they do come back, they don't come back the same. That's one aspect of uh, of what happens in war that is adversely affecting our cultures these poor vets who come back and you know there's we're still looking at 22 23 vets a day who are killing themselves it it's it just you know the personnel that we send to fight and what we're not doing for them when they return is just one aspect of why i'm so sick of war i i do not like war so the leader of the free world has responsibility and this is what donald trump he's told me this he said if Biden were serious about keeping a handle on what's going on and stopping Hamas, stopping the, the terrorists once and for all, he would he would let us know that. And I do appreciate that he has the support for Israel that he does, and he articulated that recently. However, to send the message, and if that message includes taking action, we must do that. The leader of the free world must do that. Otherwise, no, that tinderbox, yeah. it does explode. And... and, and yeah. yeah, I mean, he's got That's so many. He's he's, he's, he's he's got so many mixed messages. Is uh, Biden? You know, on one hand, he, you know, he's supportive of Israel. On the other hand, he's complicit in Iran's strength. You know, he loosened the sanctions. He enforced nothing. He just gave him six billion dollars just a couple of weeks ago. So I keep saying, I know, in like a broken record, he's not supporting Israel because if he was, he would not be supporting Iran, which he has done, even back to his Obama administration at the same time. You can't be both. That's why, to me, Biden is a creep. But I want to get to the um, the actual money situation, Sarah. If you were in Washington, D.C. today, and you were sitting there with uh, Hawley and the rest of these folks, and it came to you. Would you like to put together a money plan that includes Ukraine and Israel? Or would you rather right now just concentrate on Israel? Let me go on record and tell you, I'm sick of giving money to Ukraine. I have no idea where that money is gone. I really mean this. I have no idea where it's gone. It's one of the most corrupt countries in the world. Putin is a clown. I mean, right now he has shown he can't win a war in his own backyard. Right now Israel needs that money. Solely Israel. What does Sarah Palin think? 
A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And yeah, you know, before we even got um, ourselves involved in Ukraine, we knew it was commonplace knowledge that Ukraine was the third most corrupt country on earth. And yet we've not vetted those whom we are working with, uh, where the money's going. You're making a good point there. So yes, the uh, support, financial support um, that needs to be out there, it, it needs to be going to Israel. Talking about Iran, I don't know if people paid attention, but some years ago, Donald Trump, before he even ran for president, and I, uh, Ted Cruz, a couple of, we were out there on the steps in Washington, D.C., of the Capitol, a large rally, protesting Obama's deal that he was striking with Iran, because we knew money was going to go there. Of course, it was going to be a nuclear deal that was going to, in the in the end, at the end of the day, harm America's interests. We were out there protesting it, bringing to light what this deal was all about. And it's being made manifest now, the problems. So there again, Donald Trump, you know, kind of prophetic, even if you will, those years ago out there protesting. And he he was a citizen of America. And um, yeah, I knew then too. Yeah, he's in the arena. Gosh, he's duking it out in that battle of ideas and principles and vision and and he's the one who needs to be there and that was years ago well you're right about that he did all of that and um look i didn't love him 2016 i voted against him but i'm an adult and and i can admit when i make a mistake most people can't they either love them when he came down the escalator or they hated him i didn't love him and uh, now he and i become pretty good friends and i do love him i want to ask you about uh, arizona because of course John McCain was running for president. He named you as the running mate, and I become really close with Carrie Lake. She's running for uh, Senate in the state of Arizona. Do you have a relationship at all with Carrie? Any thoughts on her? Well, I noticed that she called the other day, and I'm trying to call her back. I know she's a, a busy gal. And, um, yeah, I mean, if, talk about tenacious, a, another person whom we want at, at the helm. We want someone like that, whether it's, in state leadership, where it's national leadership, those like Trump, again, those who, at this point, we feel like we've got nothing to lose. We know we have a country to lose, so we're willing to do anything to fight for what is right, to fight for the people. But when the media has done to you what they try to do to Kerry, certainly what they've done to Donald Trump, and yet he's still standing stronger than ever, uh, you, you have nothing to lose. So you're out there doing the right thing, uh, not holding back. It's balls to the wall to do what's right for the people, the will of the people. And Carrie Lake is one of those. Yeah. God, I love you. Balls to the wall. This is why you got to stay in politics, Sarah. You got to keep talking. I know you ran uh, last year in the state of Alaska, but what are the, uh, what are the future plans? Because yes, we need Donald Trump. We need Carrie Lake. And damn it, we need Sarah Palin. What are your plans? My plans are to keep working with other candidates and other issues. My big issue now is this ranked choice voting. It's that convoluted, complicated scheme from the left. Uh, Those who fund the whole drive for ranked choice voting, it's not one man, one vote. It's not winner take all anymore in a new way to elect our officials. That's what happened up here in Alaska. I, I won the race against the 50 candidates. However, I lost the race in the end because this new kind of Voting system. Right oh, now. hold on. So, so are you did you get jobbed like Trump and uh, Carrie Lake uh, claim no. they did? No. See, see, ranked choice voting is a legal way of the left 
being able right. to take an election because right. it's a jungle primary, no primary. So you're, um, everybody throws their hat in the ring, and it's a process of elimination through many rounds of voting. And what you're gunning for in this system, Sid, it, it just strips every competitive bone in your body. It's supposed to. It's so um, anti-competition, like everyone gets a trophy. You're gunning for second and third place votes, rankings from uh, from the electorate and uh it, it's it, it's the stupidest thing in the world and yet the system it other states are flirting with it they're flirting with disaster trump has paid a lot of attention to what is going on in alaska because even he has said dang i couldn't even get your few electoral college votes <laughs> under ranked choice voting i'm like i know the deep red state of alaska where everybody up here you know we're all about energy independence drill baby drill that's our economy up here is oil and um you know second amendment rights and and freedom and yet even in alaska i mean i didn't get elected and trump would have a hard time too up here uh because of ranked choice voting so my mission is to get out there tell people what it's about and uh just tell their states do not allow this to creep on into your states it's 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 going to harm conservatives big time because as a candidate said, you have to, the strategy is, and I just couldn't do it. You have to be nice to your opponent oh because you need you, you need your opponent's supporters to rank you high enough uh. that you don't get eliminated. Well, uh. do you think I could do that? <laughs> a liberal Democrat? I, no, oh I just want for the team. <laughs> That sounds awful. My God, you are so right. Rank choice voting, uh, Sarah Palin, uh, right on the money. Man, that sounds awful. Hey, uh, thank you very much for staying up all night uh, just so you can do this interview. You're great. My uh, my listeners love you. I love you desperately. Ronnie loves you, and uh, you're a great voice. So keep talking and get back in the game somehow, and we'll do it again very, very soon. Sarah Palin, you're great. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Get some sleep now out there in uh, Alaska. It's like almost 3 o'clock in the morning. Hey, Sarah, this one goes out to you, baby. Hole and Oats, Sarah, smile. Baby hair with a woman's eyes. I can feel you watching in the night. All alone with me. Waiting for the sunlight When I feel cold You warm me And when I feel I can't go on You come and hold me It's you and me forever
Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. My name is Michael Bistreich, and I live with autism. For the longest time, I dreamed of having a career in politics, and that dream finally came true for me in 2014 when I was hired to be the legislation and budget director for the city council deputy leader at the time. Unfortunately, soon after I was hired, I began getting harassed, bullied, and abused by the people in that office. I'm very sad to have to say that one of those people is council member Justin Brennan. During my time there, I suffered daily. I had humiliating experiences like being locked in the basement as some type of unwanted creature, something that Brandon laughed heartily at. I had one very humiliating experience involving council member Brandon when we did our Avantes Law press conference. It was a press conference covering the implementation of a new law that required schools to put alarm systems in place to prevent what happened to Avante Akendo from happening to other autistic youth. And Brandon thought that this would be a good opportunity to get some laughs by saying that because of my disability, I should test the doors. This is the type of bullying and abusive behavior that we do not need in our leadership in our city council. What? Wow, I've never heard that audio before. I know what a scumbag Justin Brandon is. I know the guy for 23 years. He was okay when I first met him when I was hosting mornings with Scott Kaplan at 102.7 FM WNEW, and he was placing all kinds of body secretions in 55-gallon drums as a dopey intern for Opie and Anthony. But he has really turned out to be a bad guy. And I got about, I don't know, 50 messages yesterday. Everybody sent me that New York Post column, including my wife, Nicole Maliotakis, and others I will not mention, and you, Curtis, of course, talking about this autistic kid. Now, I know that Justin was on with Arthur Idala last night, so I yelled at Frank Morano this morning. I said, I love Artie. You don't like him. It doesn't matter. I love Artie. He's one of my closest friends. He's a great attorney. He's another one, though. Surrounds himself with Andrew Cuomo, Bill de Blasio, Justin Brennan. These are not just Democrats. These are the lowest dregs of humanity. And for Brennan, who's already made fun of Mother Teresa on his album cover, doesn't get worse than that. Not worse than that. Now. To make fun of a kid with a disability, when my own son, Gabriel, has dyspraxia, very similar to autism, now I really want to punch fat, stupid Justin Brandon across the face. So, we'll get to all those stories right now with the man who gets great ratings, noon to one, every weekday afternoon, great ratings, weekends, overnights, and arguably does his best work next to me this time every morning. He's the icon, he's a legend, Mr. Guardian Angel, beloved in this city, Curtis Sliwa. You've been talking about this Kagan-Brandon race for a long time, and now, less than a week away, things have gotten very ugly, Curtis, for Justin Brandon. Boy, you listen to that autistic young man who was locked in the basement. Come on, really? Locked in the locked basement? Locked in the basement by Justin Brandon, made fun of. And you just, you feel soiled. You feel like you want to take a hot shower. Like, how could this guy even consider being reelected by the people of Bay Ridge, of Dyker Heights, uh, of that whole area of southern Brooklyn. This guy is a double shanda, a double udiscraziata. Which, by the way, just think of that neighborhood. When I went to Poly Prep, I know it's many years ago, that area was beautiful. It is not beautiful anymore. 
You're not even two weeks removed from 5,000 pro-Palestinians terrifying most of that neighborhood. So I'm not sure what Idollah thinks of these other people that vote for this scumbag. But the neighborhood is not the same. Well, He's defunded the cops. Well, let me make mention. There's only one elected Democrat standing who's backing uh, Justin the Abuser Brannon. Who's that? Eric Adams. The only person that he has endorsed in these city council uh, races. Listen, I, I don't want to give away too much information, but I'm going to. And this may really piss off City Hall. Take it from me, please. It's a very tepid, very tepid endorsement. And I have to tell you that when you talk about the lady who's in charge, the biggest Democrat of all, who doesn't want him, who wants Ari Kagan, don't be surprised if City Hall follows suit. Well, let's see. Uh, Eric Adams has made only one choice in these upcoming city council elections. Again, is early voting. November 7th, Tuesday is the day. We have our own Sid and Curtis list of pro-law and order candidates. This is such an awesome list, and the fact you put my name on it. I mean, I, Curtis, I can't love you any more than I do. Man. Well, these You're are the, the people that we've talked about. We start the big race. Ari Kagan, you got to vote for him over Justin Brandon. Justin Brandon even got on with Rosanna Scotto. And lied to her. She said, wait, you voted to defund the police by a billion dollars. She wouldn't let him move off of that. No, it's not true. Look, you tweeted in celebration of it. No, uh, it's a fake tweet. Somebody must have. Uh, no, no. I mean, this guy can't even you know, tell the truth. You know what happened? It, last year, he did not vote to defund the police last year. But three years ago or two years ago, he absolutely voted to defund the police. So he, what he should have said to Rosanna Scotto was, at least he come off somewhat honest, that was years ago. But when he completely denies it, you're right, he lied to Rosanna, he lied to me on this show about five weeks ago. He's a liar. And remember, he wants to close Rikers Island. So where are all the criminals going to go? Into your neighborhood there in Bay Ridge and in Dyka Heights and oh, in Fort Hamilton, that whole area in southern Brooklyn. Where are those criminals going to go if there's no Rikers Island? So this guy, for you to even consider him, and Eric Adams, for you only to pick one candidate when you claim that the city council is against you and they won't let you do your job, hey, it's time to stop cutting ribbons and giving out proclamations and come up with your own dozen list. We have the Curtis and uh, Sid list of the 12 pro-law enforcement candidates running versus the anti-law enforcement candidates. It's going to be up today on the WABC website. I challenge the mayor and all of his supporters to have their own list because we're going after the socialists. Okay. We're taking out the socialists. Well, I'm going to place a call to Menashe Shapiro. Right after this conversation, Challenge. and tell him they need to follow suit with Curtis and Sid, Eric and uh, and Fabian, and all you guys need to follow suit. Now I know you mentioned Brandon and Kagan. Give the rest of these. Races. Oh, okay. So we got Vicky Palladino, who's running yeah. ads. Love Vicky versus Tony. I hate the police, Avello. Forget about Tony Avello. Hate the police. Did you read the story about Tony on Saturday? In the New York Post? With Hamas. He went Might to as well have been yes. sitting with the, the, the Kufi of Hamas. Well, he went to a funeral for somebody, I guess, that died yep. that was pro-Hamas. Yes, yes. So not only is Tony Abella anti-cop, he's pro-murder. So if you're listening right now in District uh, 19, 
Well, the alum- Bayside, Whitestone, College Point, Flushing. See, when you say districts, nobody yeah, no, knows no, what right. that is. So that, those Queens neighborhoods, right. whether you love Vicky Palladino or not, it's kind of like Donald Trump. It doesn't matter. Well, well she's running ads here, as is first ad while Who? you were talking to Chad. Kelly Klingman. Yeah. That's our candidate in Astoria versus the mini-me of AOC, Tiffany Caban, who not only hates police, wants to eliminate the police. So you got to get out and vote for Kelly Klingman. I think Caban is also like Tony Avella pro-Hamas. Yes. Oh, remember, she was leading the yes. pro-Palestinian uh, parade, you know, singing from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. Hey, Tiffany, what happens to all the Jews there? What happens to Israel? Well, maybe they ought to learn how to swim in the Mediterranean. Maybe they can catch the last flight out of Ben-Gurion Airport to Boca Raton in Florida. But that, you see, you got to, you got to get out and vote. You got to look at the list. It's going to be posted today. And the challenge, Derek Adams, who's always complaining that the city council has his hands tied, come up with your own list of 12 people who are running in the city council races against anti-cop candidates who you claim are handcuffing you. You've, your first and only Acknowledgement of support is to the guy who's the most anti-cop, yeah. Justin Brandon. I can't. How does argue. he justify that? I can't. I can't argue. And he knows Harry Kagan because Harry Kagan is already a councilman who was a Democrat, now a Republican, and the Brooklyn County leader, as you mentioned, Rodney Boucher, who leads all of the Democrats, including your very dear friend Arthur Idala. She said no. No to her own candidate, Justin That's Brandon. unbelievable. Have you ever uh, seen a case? Never. Oh, and it's all, it's all about the way he treated this young, autistic young man at the time. What a disgrace. So he can't win. He can't win, Justin Brandon. Well, he can't. he's got the Palestinian vote. <laughs> he does. That's right. how he's been elected yeah, all the, the time. So everybody was screaming, Jews for Hamas, death to Israel, death to Jews. They're going to come out in force in Bay Ridge and vote for Justin Brandon. So everybody else has to come out and vote for Eric Kagan. you got to vote for Eric Kagan. So talking about uh, the big crowd in Bay Ridge. So I'm on Instagram early this morning, and I see you and all my guardian angel friends. I love all those guys, and I forget their names sometimes. Sal, of course, I remember. You love Sal from Babylon. He's all the way from Long yeah. Island. He slept all the way in here. If uh, Andrew Cuomo and David Copperfield had a child, it would be him. He looks exactly <laughs> like both of them. He's a great guy. But I saw you at the uh, the big Halloween parade yes. last night. Yes. Was there, was there any unrest, any Palestinian supporters, or was it basically people having fun? Well, I noticed that there was nobody wearing a Israeli defense. Force uniform there <laughs> in costume, but there were quite a few people uh, with the green schmatas on their head. Oh, there were the sign of Hamas, although they claim they weren't. You know, it's just it was costume, but we know what that meant. And the kafia, uh, but not a hell of a lot. I would say most people were really into the festive occasion. Good, good. a lot of police. Although I stopped, I'm going to do a new post. Robbie Robot in Times Square, down for the count. Oh, the robots at the city. They had him in a pen. They had him in a pen. They were afraid (laughs) that the Halloween mob would attack Robbie Robot. I mean, they had three cops protecting. Danger, danger, Mr. Robinson. So I did a video. I'm going to post it today. That's funny. They kept him in a pen. And I said to the cops, how come he's in a pen? How come he's not doing his job? He said, Curtis, 
They'll not only attack him, they'll throw him right into the tracks. Oh, my God. And he'll God. get run over by a train like everybody else in this city. Yeah, I know that Eric loves the technology stuff. Oh, and God, some of please. it I like, but that's a waste of money. Oh, now, hold on. You mentioned Eric Adams. You mentioned yeah. the no, transit you police commissioner. Eric Adams a bunch. Uh, yeah, but uh, oh, you, I do love you, Michael Kemper. I love yeah, Michael Kemper. Yeah, but you Kemper. were Jack Bauer yesterday, you know, of 24, though I've renamed you Sid Rosenberg, counterterrorism unit of the IMDUI Mad Dog U, the new program, <laughs> 18, 18 times 2 is hi. 36. Hi, hi, hi. The Keith Sutherland fighting terrorism. We heard the FBI chief say, they're out there and we don't know where they are. So I am now deputizing you. Oh, God. And God forbid if you're out there selling shawamas or falafels no or baba ganoush. No good. Then no good. Pack up your stand and leave because Sid Rosenberg is going to be mad dogging you. You think uh, you're not kidding? I will tell you that yesterday, waiting for the ferry, I was starving, and there's a truck right there. Yes. Eighteen minutes, the ferry was about to arrive, and I really wanted a pretzel with mustard. That's it. Pretzel with mustard. Wow, very simple. Very simple, and these trucks have it. So I'm looking at the truck, and it says halal, halal, halal. Well, you missed the one in between, Hamas, halal, <laughs> Hamas, yeah. halal. So you're right. So not only did I not buy the pretzel, but like I told you yesterday, I swear to you, I had to keep telling myself not to tip the damn truck over. These people celebrate the pro-Palestinian cause, and I'm sorry. If you're walking around New York City and Curtis gets me videos every day ripping down posters of my people being held hostage in Gaza, if you're out there at any of these rallies claiming you're pro-Palestinian, you are pro-murder, you are pro-Hamas, you are a lowlife. Do not buy anything from these trucks. These people want you dead. And give them the litmus test because you have Sunnis, that's Hamas, and you have Shias, who's Hezbollah. Yes. So walk up first and say, if you had to choose between the two, Hamas and Hezbollah, who would you choose? Ah, <laughs> man. Shihad! Death to the Jews! Then tip the damn truck over tip and Tip it stand. over, baby. By the way, uh, on the way out, uh, in my gym where I work out in... Um in Auburn, New York. Has anybody Queens. voted? Has anybody voted yet? Early vote. They have a voting center downstairs. You're exactly right. It's been open since Saturday. They've had less than ten people combined in four days. How do we win? And by the way, by the way, once again, I was right, and the rest were wrong. I told you on the day he was sworn into office. Louis Molina, correctional chief. Oh, Eric Adams said he's the best. He's not like the rest. I said to you on the most powerful radio station in the day and at night, WABC, this guy sucks. He's not ready for prime time. Now, all of a sudden, they had to rescue him, take him out of corrections, make create a new position for him. The deputy to the deputy mayor of public safety, Phil Banks, an unindicted co-conspirator who should have went to jail. Oh, let Curtis Sliwa run Rikers Island because I was the only candidate running for any office that actually was locked up on Rikers Island. C-74, C-76, let me run the jail on Rikers Island and we're going to keep it open. And we're going to have plenty of room for the illegal aliens on the rest of the rock. You can put up the tents there, take them down off of Randall's Island, take them from Creedmoor, and take them the hell down from Floyd Bennett Field and put them on Rikers Island.
Friends in the morning, 77 WABC. What did you hear back from Pete Salidas? You know, um, I got this one booger in my right nostril. I can't get it out. Norm, could you come here a second? So Pete Salidas <laughs> is the guy that owns the, um, I think it's called the Golden Globe Diner. It's in Huntington. I told you the story yesterday. It's a couple of feet away from where me and Bill O'Reilly performed at the Paramount Theater in Huntington on Friday night. And he's been very pro-Israel since the attacks, and he's lost like 40% of his clientele. What a bunch of lowlifes. I mean, and I'm telling you, some of those folks are Jewish. Trust me. Like the Ron Kuby people in this country. Complete garbage. Garbage. The old yeah, but people. October 7th, yeah, but. Once you say yeah, but, you're dead to me. So he's lost like half his clientele. His employees walked out. DoorDash won't deliver. For being pro-Israel. After the people were raped and murdered, beheaded and slaughtered. So I made it my business yesterday. On this show, and Curtis followed up later. Thank you, Curtis. To tell folks about the diner and go there. And the lines I heard were like out the door. He couldn't even prepare enough food for all these people. So he's supposed to join us coming up at 8.15. We are going to talk to Rudy next, Rudy Giuliani. And according to Justin, Rudy reached out to Justin to say, I just want to call Sid and tell him what an amazing job he's doing covering this Israel conflict. We'll find out if that's true. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. She sees my good deeds and she 
Time, Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and uh, they have two very recognizable members of that band. One is Flea, and the other, of course, is the lead singer who chicks dig, Anthony Kiedis. I think it's Flea who wears a sock on his penis. Yeah, but they, they all did that on a cover. Did they really? On one of the Stone Rolling Stone covers. I'd have to buy my sock at Baby Gap, to be honest. Did he come out naked at Woodstock 99, like actually naked? Yeah, I know that. So, Kiedis, uh, it's his birthday today, isn't it? Yeah. How old is uh, the great Anthony Kiedis? 80, no, I'm just kidding, 61. Oh, he's uh, almost your age. He's getting there. <laughs> yeah. We're close. You're not going to catch him. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, Curtis. I use, I use my socks for different things. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Curtis made this list, Curtis and Sid's list of pro-law and order. Candidates for New York City City Council. It's a great list. Ari Kagan, we want in District 47. Vicky Palladino, Queens, District 19. Kelly Klingman, we love her. District 22, my friend Ina Vernikoff, District 48. But on this list, on the Curtis and Sid side of the list, in District 13, running against the Democrat Marjorie Velazquez, is Christy Mamorato. And it's just funny because you remember when she was running in the primary, how ugly it got with her brother, Mike Rendino and Curtis. I mean, really ugly. But this is where Curtis proves his true mettle. Because when it comes to crime and cops and his city on the line, Curtis is willing to put aside personal differences for the better of the city. Not everybody does that. You know, we run these PSAs on this station leading up to Election Day. And we talk about we want to vote for people that are pro-police, and we don't care if they're Republican, Democrat, or independent. Nonsense. Nonsense. I'm going to say it flat out. I'm not making any friends today. I get it. Democrats, do not vote Democrat. Do not vote Democrat. It's not Republican, Democrats, independents. It's not. There's one party, folks. One party. That scumbag Andrew Cuomo was on this station yesterday. Now he's talking about bail reform. He wrote it. He was the architect. Now, years later, he's come along and decided maybe it wasn't a great idea with all kinds of excuses. And his friend, Melissa DeRosa, who wrote that book, but she also takes zero accountability. And, in fact, Melissa had the nerve to say a couple of days ago, This is a good time for Andrew to return to government. You cannot vote Democrat. That's it. If you really care about this city and this country, you have to vote Republican. The worst, the worst Republican candidate is miles better than these Democrats. There is one, one party, one that's for cashless bail. There is one, one party. That's for defunding the police. There is one, one party 
who hates Israel and the Jews. There is one, one party who wants drag queens teaching your kids. There is one, one party who doesn't care about World War II or the Holocaust. All they want to talk about is slavery and civil rights. There is one, one party that is destroying our state, our city, and our country. That is Democrats. One party. Back after this. In the morning, 77 WABC. Appearing before the Senate Appropriations Committee, President Joe Biden's secretaries of state and defense urged Congress to consider aid for Israel and Ukraine as part of one package rather than separately. They said the wars between Ukraine and Russia and Israel and Hamas are connected and that failure to fully support both Ukraine and Israel would send a dangerous signal to Wrong. adversaries Steal around the, the Israel. world. Stop it. Israel and Ukraine, democracies are fighting ruthless foes who are out to annihilate them. We will not let Hamas or Putin win. Today's battles against aggression and terrorism will define global security for years to come. Assistance to Israel enjoys broad bipartisan backing, but a growing number of Republicans are wary of new support for Kyiv. Tying aid for Ukraine with assistance for Israel could improve the chances of the Ukraine funding winning approval. Our adversaries are cheering for dysfunction. So let's instead show them unity. Let's show them the strength of democracy by passing a robust bipartisan national security package. We should wake up. It is a time to be concerned. Uh, we are in a dangerous period. So is the FBI able to track all threats and prevent these individuals from conducting an attack on U.S. soil? I couldn't say that we were able to detect all individuals. Um, the, the people that we know about, as Secretary Rumsfeld uh, used to say, the known known, we're quite good at together with our partners. But it is the unknown unknown uh, that I worry about quite a bit. So, Director Ray, can you say that we do not have either individual foreign terrorists or terror cells affiliated with foreign groups currently operating in the United States? Well, we're not... 
we're not tracking that. But uh, again, I come point back to what it is. The gaps in our intelligence are real. Um, and it's something that we have concerns about. Cornell University junior arrested and accused of making online threats to Jewish students. He is now facing a federal charge. As state police stand guard outside the Cornell Center for Jewish Living, the U.S. attorney for the Northern District of New York says University junior, 21-year-old Patrick Dye, has been arrested for posting anti-Semitic threats online, including, if you see a Jewish person on campus, follow them home and slit their throats. The feds say Mr. Dye is from the Rochester area and faces charges of posting threats to kill or injure another using interstate communications. The complaint alleges he also posted he would shoot up 104 West, the university's kosher dining hall, among other violent messages. You may think that you can be anonymous and post what you want, but there will be consequences. The arrest comes a day after Governor Hochul increased state police presence at campuses statewide and met with Jewish students at Cornell. As I successfully fight these political opponent lawsuits, all created and started by crooked Joe Biden and his group of radical left thugs, I realize how insignificant they are compared to the horror of what is going on with Israel and the Middle East and the thousands of people who have so needlessly died in a war that should have never started and the millions that could very easily follow. All due to the highly incompetent Biden administration, their policies of weakness and appeasement and of being just plain stupid. And then you have Ukraine, likewise, would have never started if I were president, would have never started. You wouldn't have inflation. You'd have a great economy. All of these things were preventable. But now we have many hotspots all over the world, something that just three years ago Nothing like this existed. Lady love never smiles. So let your love to me a while. Do with me what you will. Break the spell. Take your feel. On and on we rode the storm. Flames die. Of this great band, Def Leppard, Rick Allen, celebrating a birthday on this first day of November. By the way, uh, it is November 1st. We are into another month, down to the last two months of 2023. It's my nephew Eddie's birthday today, Edward David Baker. You guys hear me often talk about his parents. My brother-in-law, Albert, who celebrated a birthday just a couple of days ago. My sister, Ray Sherry. They live in Mill Basin. They're in Florida now. But uh, happy birthday, uh, Eddie. Also on this day, November the 1st, believe it or not, going back 32 years ago, Noam, 
Clarence Thomas took his judicial, uh, judicial oath as a newest member of a Supreme Court, November 1, 32 years ago. That was a big deal, yes? Yeah, that was, well, that was a crazy time. All the allegations against him, people were listening to all that testimony, no matter where you were. You'll probably never forget all the things. Anita that Hill, were said. right? Yeah, Anita Hill. Was it a Diet Coke or a, uh, what yeah. was our pubic hair? Was Diet it? Coke, right. Coke, uh, <laughs> yeah. Coke yes. yeah, 32 years ago today, and on this date, 24 years ago, the National Football League launched one of their all-time greats. Some say the best running back ever. Most people say it's Jim Brown. I happen to think it's O.J. Simpson. But sweetness, the great Chicago Bear, Walter Payton, died. It was that many years ago? Believe wow. it or not, 1999. Jeez. He's How gone 24 he? years. He was only 46 years Jeez, old. He died wow. of a very rare liver disease. Sweetness, Walter Payton, died on this day. He was the best I've ever seen. Yeah. He was huh? amazing. Well, listen, uh, you know who said that? Charles Mann. Multiple Pro Bowls with the Washington Redskins. Ditka said it. In fact, Ditka at the time was a coach of the Saints. You may remember he traded basically his whole team to get Ricky Williams. And um, his team had just played a football game, and he was addressing Peyton's death at the press conference. And Coach Ditka said he's the greatest Chicago Bear and greatest player he ever coached, which you know says an awful lot. He coached Mike Singletary and... He played with some great players in Dallas. He's one of the best. Just one of the best I ever had under me. He was just uh, he's a bear. He's a bear. That's he cold. He cold sweetness. Yes, he died on this day. Take the ball. He just scored 50, 60 yards down your field. That's how Chicago does it. Walter Payton, and uh, that was a great open once again put together by Justin Ellick. You got all the stories, the terrifying words. I really thought terrifying from FBI Director Christopher Ray, who said flat out. Yeah, we're in trouble. Big trouble. This is absolutely a time for concern. Who says that? What cop or FBI guy tells you this is a time for concern? He did. And he said, yes, admittedly, we've had gaps in intelligence. So if the FBI and Letitia James, that repugnant person, and uh, this other asshole, Alvin Bragg, spent as much time worried about criminals and terrorists as they do Donald Trump, Maybe we all wouldn't die one day. But on a serious note, while we joke around about that, it's no joke. The FBI has wasted time on nonsense with a bunch of people from Jim Comey to Peter Strzok to Lisa Page. I'm sorry, George V. I love you. You're a wonderful man, wonderful man, and a great FBI guy and a great American. But too many of the folks at the top of your organization spent the last couple of years on nonsense. And now you got the director telling us yesterday, basically, oh, we're in trouble. They're here. They are here. And they are ready, he said, to commit something worse than 9-11. That's from Christopher Ray. And then you hear from Trump, who said, folks, and he's right. None of this was in play three years ago. None of it. Not Ukraine, Russia. Not the Middle East on fire. None of it. And I know Peter King is going to join me at 840, and he's upset, and he's right, about Biden and Hochul and all these idiots that are going on and on because they just can't give Israel all the time. they got to find a way to make it equal. So for some reason, even though there's been not one mention, not one, not one, I should say, of Islamophobia, not one, not one, they got to bring up Muslims and Islamophobia. Shut up. 
So we're not going to cover Ukraine today with Peter, but that's enough, too. I'm sorry. It's enough. No money. Give all that money to Israel right now. No money. No matter what Peter says, I talk to a lot of very, very important people. The truth is we have no idea where that money's gone. No idea. It's the second or third most corrupt country in the world. Putin ain't doing nothing. His army sucks. He sucks. He's not taking over anything. He wouldn't even be doing this if Donald Trump was president. Take that money and give it to Israel. Go back to Ukraine later. It's enough. But anyway, what do I know? I was just breaking down the Giants and the Redskins five years ago on, um, well, actually more than five years ago now, eight years ago. Eight years ago, geez. That's it? You know, I was talking to my friend Chris Olivero, who runs the fan. You know, Joe Beningo is coming on at 9.10 this morning, and Joe's coming on to talk about the Jets, and they beat the Giants, and they're 4-3, and three, and Zach Wilson. He is um, certainly one of the greatest of all time. Some may maybe think he's the best. He's right up there with Chris Russo, Mike Brancessa, all of those guys. And um, But Beningo comes on and talks about politics, too. He's a rabid Trump guy, rabid Trump guy. And he's upset about Israel, and he's he's actually worried about my safety. I swear to you, he really is. And Olivero said, I, I, I never thought I would hear the day when any host anywhere would actually preview Joe Beningo talking about the Middle East. I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah, well, well there you have it. That's all he's got to say. It's brilliant. One more time on that. I'm sick and tired of it. Paul DiGiacomo checks in, one of my favorite people. And, of course, he's the head of the DEA, Detectives Endowment Agency. And uh, he's telling me that the defendant that killed Detective Sakos was found guilty on all charges yesterday. This is actually very, very good news. Did you cover this story, Noam? We did. So what is the name of the uh, the lady that was found guilty? Um, it's a hard name to pronounce. I yeah, know that. I can't remember her name, but the good news is she's not going to see the light of day anytime soon. Right. And Detective Sackos, a beloved member of the NYPD, left behind a young wife and two young children. So please, uh, everybody, keep the family of Detective Sackos in your prayers. Justice did prevail here. Justice did prevail. But, of course, does not bring the detective back. And, oh, look who's calling, Woody Giuliani. <laughs> Too hilarious. <laughs> you can't even make it up. Like, no. So I didn't reach out to Rudy. Rudy reached out to us. Rudy, out of nowhere, calls Alec yesterday and goes, I got to tell you, Sid's doing an amazing job on this Israel thing. Can I come on? And I still love and respect Rudy as much as anybody, and I'm always honored to hear stuff like that. I said, sure, put him on. And he doesn't come on. He doesn't call. Is he sleeping? What was he doing? What, what, what did Rudy say to you there, Justin? I didn't even ask for an excuse this time. I just said, listen, we'll get you on. I want you to write down this number four times. Four times. I want you to write it down. We'll do tomorrow morning at 9, 10 a.m. So did you ever think, in all honesty, that some dopey weekend board up, now turned executive producer, <laughs> would get to the point in his career where he was actually yelling at Rudy Giuliani? I didn't yell. I would never yell at him. Just I, write this down four times, Rudy. <laughs> Who the hell are you? Are you nuts? I just want him to get on. That's you can't all. can't talk like that to Rudy Giuliani. I want him to get on. <laughs> Rudy, 
Oh my God! <laughs> guy was going around all over 911 I mean, day. Yeah, 911 has got the six thousand funerals. City. You're sitting there talking uh, about Bryce Harper with Eric Salas. <laughs> okay, Mr. Mayor. What's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> you with me, Mr. Mayor? Tomorrow you call this. Number. Write this down, bitch. What are you? I did not say. Okay. Well, I did not call the mayor a bitch. Okay. Well, <laughs> now I got to call Rudy and fix this whole thing. It's probably, all fixed. He's fine. He's ready to go. I even heard the pen go to paper. What time do you tell him to be on tomorrow? Nine ten. How much money, buddy? Calls nine ten Friday. All right. Listen. Big story in uh, Huntington, Long Island. The name of the place is the Golden Globe Diner, and this is hard to believe. But the owner, Pete Salidas. And if I'm pronouncing his name incorrectly, I, I apologize. He'll fix it. He's got this great diner not far from where me and Bill O'Reilly performed on Main Street in Huntington at the beautiful Paramount Theater last Friday. And uh, after the attacks on October the 7th, Pete did what every decent American, he's Greek, Greeks are the best. They really are. What every decent American should do. And he showered his diner with Israeli flags and hostage posters making it very, very clear that he's pro-Israel. So how did the town of Huntington repay him? They stopped coming. He lost 40% of his customers. His employees walked out, and you know what he put this? DoorDash. Those bastards wouldn't deliver his food, so don't ever use DoorDash. Don't buy stuff on the halal trucks in New York City, and don't use DoorDash. So when I became aware of this, uh, two nights ago, some lady on Instagram told me about it. I made sure yesterday I mentioned his diner ten times, mentioned him, and uh, Curtis was on with me, so Curtis followed up on his own show. And now it's gone from where nobody was coming to where Pete can't even feed everybody, which is nice to hear. Here he is, the owner of the Golden Globe Diner in Huntington, Pete Salidas. Is that right, how I said that? It's Sedillas. Okay, I was close enough. Yeah. Well, how are you, Peter? I'm good. I'm good. So we could say bitch and words like that in here. Well, you can. I can. But <laughs> now you can say whatever you want. What do I care if you want to call your customers? No, I'm, no, I'm serious. I mean, what I saw—they deserve all those horrible words. I mean, the fact that nearly forty percent of your customers on Long Island, there's got to be some Jews in there. Don't come in because you're pro-Israel, Pete. That's crazy, no? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really know if it's because it was pro-Israel. It just seems like uh, very odd that you know things dramatically changed a couple of days after uh, flags went up. And when you say so, dramatically changed, what I read was customers stopped showing up, DoorDash wouldn't deliver, and is it true that well, some of your employees even walked out? Oh uh, yeah, a couple of our new people. Uh, started walking out when I started pasting posters of uh, the missing uh, people. Oh, you, you put know, up the, uh, the hostage posters, right? Yeah, we have all the hostages that we're putting up there. We're actually almost done with it. I think there's a little over 200 of them that are missing in captivity that need to be found, man. I mean, you know, these are, you know, little kids and Old folks, you know, and once you see the pictures up front and they're right in front of your face, instead of having swiping to the left and swiping to the right, they're real people, man. You know, I got a daughter, I got parents, I got cousins, I got family, and, you know, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. So, you know, if I could do anything to help people uh, 
remind them of what's really going on. And it's really not too far away from us, you know, because if they go down, you know, we go down. I know the answer to this. It's that you're genuinely a, a good hearted soul and human and a nice man. But why do you care so much? You're Greek. You're not Jewish. Why do I care so much? Well, my father-in-law, who's the second best man I know, he's Jewish. Uh, my best friend um, actually came to me, you know, the couple of days after the bombings. And, you know, he was trying to pull his son out of uh, Israel, who had just gone down there about a week before, after being here in Long Island for a good month, month and a half. And, you know, he had tears in his eyes. He wanted his son back. But his son said, Dad. I'm not a coward. I want to fight for my country. I want to make sure, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to leave. You know, he has more family down there and, you know, he decided he wanted to stay and fight. My friend was, you know, touched by the fact of his son being brave, but as a father, he really wanted him back home. So I wanted to do something to honor people like that. Yeah, but, but, but something tells me, Pete, that even if your father-in-law, the second best man, you know, wasn't Jewish, even if your friend wasn't Jewish, Something tells me that you would have done it anyway. My point is, any decent-hearted human being who sees what the Jewish people went through that day uh, just uh, on the other side uh, of, of Gaza, unless you're an animal, unless you're not human, would have to do exactly what you did. My point was, whether you have Jewish friends or not, you were going to do this because you're human. You're goddamn right I would. Good for you. So the um, what did Newsday do? My friend Jennifer Harrison, she's a victim rights advocate in New York, said you should tell uh, Pete that he should sue Newsday for what they did to him. What what did uh, that paper do to you? Newsday? Yeah. What did they do to me? I guess they must have written some uh, not very nice story. You're not, a fam- you're not familiar with it? No. I'll get it to you. Man. You just dragged me out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, just went to sleep. I left the diner at 2.30. And you guys calling me at five thirty, telling me we're going on because uh, Chris Tucker's on. Hey, listen, I baby, I can't babe, compete with Chris Tucker. You're, you're not going to get any, Chris Tucker. You're not going to get any sympathy from me, my man. I'm up at three fifteen every morning and uh, make it to the city before five. But I do love you. So let me ask you this: When people go to the Golden Globe Diner in Huntington right now to enjoy their breakfast yeah. or in about three hours for a nice lunch, what are the uh, specials on the menu today? <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, we're a diner, so we have about 300 items. So, uh, you know, we have great eggs, our burgers, best salmon in town, greatest matzo ball soup, and, uh, you know, a whole, whole whole host of other things. But we're not here to talk about my diner. What's, what's yeah, we what's are. Eating. because No, we are. We are because I think at this point, after what I've done for you, and I know you're going to tell me, no, this happened a couple of days before you talked about us. That may or may not be true, but I'm the one that really made this happen. So what you should do, talking about the diner uh, this morning, is take one of your uh, dishes that people seem yeah. to really enjoy, the many dishes that people love in your diner, and name it after me, like a Sid Rosenberg omelet. That's a good start. That's a great idea. I was just thinking about it. I knew what you were going to say. So, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that. No, I'm just I'm kidding. Definitely going to do that. Well, thank you. Uh, but on a serious note, uh, what you've done is is great. I couldn't wait to come on the air and, um, and support you. And uh, for the folks that are listening, whether they're Jewish or not, what does Pete and the Golden Globe Diner stand for? Humanity. It can happen to you. You know, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, like if they get through Israel and 
and something happens. I mean, the Greeks are hopping a step away. You know, one boat ride, and they'll be in a little island. From there, they'll go island hopping. Before you know when they're parading up and up the stairs at the Parthenon. I mean, really, do I want these people over there? The Jews are protecting everybody. I mean, the bottom line is I grew up in Syosset, Woodbury. I mean, I was probably like one of five Greek kids over there. And, you know, they took us in and, you know, I came off the boat. So basically, you know, I have only good things and good memories from the Jewish community. And to be honest with you, since uh, I hear a lot of people listen to this, but I'm never up this early. Every diner on Long Island should have Jewish flags. Yes. And all the captive uh, kids and grandparents and families, they should be supporting the Jewish people because if it's if it wasn't for the Jewish community, there wouldn't be a diner in the tri-state area open today. They would not have made it through the 90s franchise wars and they wouldn't be here today. So they need to step up. And they need to put some flags out there and show their support for the Jewish community, because if they don't, then, you know, it's not you got to show your support for humanity, man. This I is see. not cool. The no, creating babies no, and, and no. doing shit like that is no. not, you know, not the, right, not the right way to go. Do you know my friends, um, George and Pete Liberatos? They own the, they own the uh, Oasis Diner on Flappish Avenue in Brooklyn. Do you know them? Your friends, George and Pete, they live like... <laughs> Ten yeah. minutes away. No, sweet. Yeah, I know them. Okay, they're, they're, I my, know Ju- they're great I know people. George, I know Pete. Yeah, they're great people. They own a big diner in Brooklyn on Flappish Avenue. They're also very pro-Israel like you. That's right. They live out by you. That's right. They I did live, know that. They live in, yep, they live yes. in Woodbury. And, uh, you know, they, they're the same thing. They're in this melt. You know, we're, we're all here in Long Island, primarily Jewish. And, uh, you know, I've. I have nothing but good things to say, man. Now, what about uh, Peter King? If Peter King comes in, does he get the uh, the royal treatment? Yes. He does. Okay, because he's coming up next. Okay, good. Tell tell him he's going to have to wait, though, because we're a coffee shop. And because of you (laughs) and the Jewish support that we got here on Long Island, I'm going to cry, bro. I'm going to cry. It's too early in the morning. But, I mean, people have shown out in droves. We can't even – we're a little coffee shop, family run. We're like seven to ten people in there. And all of a sudden – 400, 500 people are waiting outside. <laughs> I love it. And we're like, Jesus Christ, we, oh, haven't, we haven't slept in four days. Oh, that's great. That, that makes my heart warm. By the way, on the way out, uh, the man that uh, owns this station, uh, a great American, great American, but he's Greek, John Katsimatidis. You know John, don't you? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, he's a great man, and another, and George, who works here with us, a big FBI guy, he's Greek too, so we got a lot of really cool Greek friends, but, uh, Pete, we're very happy for you. We're happy that four or five hundred people show up. Keep showing up the Golden Globe Diner, Huntington, Long Island. You, my friend, are a great American, and as a proud Jew myself, thank you very much. Come and eat your sandwich, man. It's going to be named after you. Oh, good. So text me, tell me exactly what it is, and uh, I promise I'll be there over the next couple of days and do that. That's Pete Folks from the Golden Globe Diner, Huntington, Long Island. Check it out if you live out there. Do the right thing by him and the Jewish people and stop acting like a bunch of lowlifes. Seriously. Like he said, for humanity. Lots more to do. Peter King, WFAN legend Joe Beningo. And comedic actor Chris Tucker, plus maybe Rudy Giuliani. Keep it right here. Sit on a Wednesday.
is sit in friends in the morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. No, my guy Curtis keeps sending me these videos of people ripping down this posters of the hostages. And go back to um, one of my favorite Instagram videos ever, that Paulie guy, the contractor. And I'm going to say this right now, and I hope that Michael Kemper is listening, the chief of transit, and Eddie Caban, the police commissioner, and all my friends at the NYPD. And I've got a lot of friends here. I like those guys. Love those guys. If I happen to come upon somebody who's ripping down those posters, I'm not calling any of you. I'm going to lay that person out. I'm not even going to yell and scream like Paulie did. What Paulie did was great, made for a great video. He never touched him. I'm going to punch him in the face. And if I get arrested, Danielle will be very upset, maybe even mad, yell at me. She may yell at me now just for saying this. She will. (laughs) I'm going to punch him across the face. That's it. And then while they're laying on the floor, open their mouths and make them eat the poster. Wow. Yeah. This is pretty deep. I could be a pretty sick bastard, bro. Yeah. You watched a lot of those uh, horror movies. Well, I did. You know, last night we didn't watch horror movies. I, we, The kids were coming by to trick-or-treat. And Scream was on Hello, Sydney. So funny how many times I say Sydney in that movie. Nev Campbell plays Sydney. And uh, there was a lot of gory scenes. So Danielle's like, I don't think it's a good idea when little kids walk up to the door to get their fun dibs and chocolate bars to see somebody being gutted on TV because you got a big screen, you know. So we changed it. And last night, we ended up watching Get Gotti. And I loved it. Talking about Rudy Giuliani. I'm telling you, folks, this Netflix documentary, Get Gotti, is great. Now, look, admittedly, I'm one of those guys who love Gotti. And don't tell me he never killed innocent people. He absolutely did. Absolutely. The poor bastard who killed his son accidentally on the motorcycle, they never found that guy, the next-door neighbor. There were other people he killed, too. It wasn't like John Gotti just kept it to the business. Okay, stop. He was a bad guy. Very bad. Very bad guy. Very bad. Degenerate gambler. I mean, just just a nasty guy. But I loved him. You know, I was watching all these FBI guy guys uh, and this Get Gotti special last night. I'm saying to myself, what a waste of time. Right now, I need FBI guys out there trying to find terrorists and killers and the mobsters, for the most part, they kill themselves. Who cares? You screw me in a business deal, I'm going to kill you. So what? I hate to say it because, you know, George is listening and my friend Frank O'Hara, who's in the uh, documentary, I just don't care. Like when some mob guy ends up dead from another mob guy, I, I, I don't care. You know, it's, That's their world. Now, look, when they infiltrate our world and start taking over companies and making people pay protection money. That's a whole other story, but I love Gotti. I just did. He's good looking. <laughs> you know, good fireworks show, and it was just something about him. He just was incredibly charming, and I love to hear people go, he was no good. You know, the uh, the wannabe mobsters today that hate Gotti because he was too out there. They were all out there, you dummies. You think John Gotti was the first? He wasn't the first to love the camera. Not even close. Anyway, you should watch the special and see how much uh, time and money we've wasted here in New York. You had a task force. You had the NYPD. You had the FBI. Kind of like what's going on now with Donald Trump. Every major agency is worried about Trump, while thousands of terrorists 
or in our country today ready to kill all of us. Reminded me of that. I don't know why. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. Seventy-seven WABC. Come on now. Come on, Damone. I got tickets for Blue Oyster Cult, 851 on your kind of a crappy rainy Wednesday morning. First day of November 2023. I say this, um, today was almost a day where I got them both. I almost got both. Rudy Giuliani and Peter King, the two best politicians in my lifetime. Peter spent uh, the better part of four decades as a great Congressman on Long Island, Homeland Security, all of it. He's now a star here at WABC and a mainstay Wednesday morning with me. And more importantly, between him, his beautiful wife, Rosemary, and Melissa Zim in attendance Friday night at the show with me and Bill O'Reilly. He's become a dear friend of the Rosenbergs, the great Peter King. Good morning, Pete. Hey, sir, that, first of all, thank you. It was a great show on Friday night. Two things to tell you. One, you're Jewish. I'm Catholic. My senior camp is one of mine. And yet you were trying to recruit him on Friday night at your show. He's the priest who was at the burial ceremony for uh, uh, Bernie last year. When Senior Camp said he was talking to Danielle, that he was talking to you, I was off, lost somewhere in the theater. And here you are recruiting a Catholic. I did recruit him. And you're right. Uh, You know, you told me about him right after the service uh, before we went to the actual cemetery. And uh, you were right. I mean, great guy, Met fan, and uh, just a really glib, sweet man. And I was thrilled to see him, and I did try to uh, bring him over. But uh, nevertheless, he may not be Jewish, but like you and most good-hearted people, he is uh, disgusted by what happened to the Israelis and is clearly on my side. Uh, and that is, again, 1,000% true. And as you were talking to the, you know, the guy from the Greek diner, Pete from the Greek diner, anyone who believes in humanity and human rights, to be standing with Israel, and not just reluctantly, but enthusiastically, proudly. This is a battle for civilization, and these people are out there supporting Hamas and the so-called Palestinians. 
It's an absolute disgrace. And, you know, you and I have discussed this. What really is annoying me lately is this whole thing, this equivalence. Like Kathy Hochul, Governor Hochul, is saying we can't have this reaction to the Jews like we did with Islamophobia after 9-11. There was no Islamophobia. I mean, we had hundreds of people killed on Long Island on 9-11. And I don't know of any instance of any kind of vandalism or attacks on Muslims. In fact, there were all these interreligious groups meeting with the Muslims, including the, you know, the bishops and the rabbis. And yet some of those same leaders were saying that it wasn't even uh, uh, al-Qaeda that attacked the World Trade Center. They were trying to blame it on the Jews and the FBI. And yet, I don't know of any, I mean, do you know of any campus? In the no, no, none, not one. The only thing I remember after 9-11, to be honest, where there were a couple of cab drivers, seriously, who wore like turbans. They were Sikhs, they were good people, but they right. wore turbans in their cabs and they got beaten up. There were a couple of those I do remember, but nobody got killed. It wasn't widespread on campuses. And by the way, Biden. I it was nowhere. I don't know of any campus. No, none, none. And, and Biden and Biden did the same thing, and so did Corrine Jean-Pierre, Peter, just two yes, days ago. Peter Ducey asked her flat out about anti-Semitism. She did not, not address that at all. She went right to Islamophobia and how we treat Muslims. It is nauseating. And even after 9-11, there's still more anti-Semitic attacks than anti-Muslim. I mean, yes. it's the whole... There's always more anti-Semitism, no matter what. And that's terrible. And the fact that it's out there now, at this time, when the world should be rallying behind Jews and behind Israel, and they're turning against them, to me, is indefensible. So what do you do? I mean, here's Kathy Hochul, and, you know, she uh, she just won, right? She she just beat Lee Zeldin, and she's yeah. another one of these politicians. You know, Pete, you're seeing a lot of people talk out of both sides of their mouth. The same people that fund and are complicit in Iran getting rich are the same people claiming they're pro-Israel. Here's Kathy Hochul, who goes and has these press conferences. She's offered more cops on college campuses. She's saying all the right things. But like you said, she's talking about Islamophobia, which just doesn't exist, while anti-Semitism is at an all-time high. What do you do with these people, Pete? What do we do? We just got to speak out and get out there. You know, if you're talking about any phobia, it was horrible. It was the anti-cop phobia during those George Floyd riots. And I didn't see one Democratic politician defending the cops who did more to protect African-Americans and other minorities than anyone in the country, the NYPD. And yet every night there were demonstrations, more amounts of cocktails were thrown at them, bricks being thrown at them. And I don't know, one Democratic politician said one good word about the cops during that time. So you talk about a phobia. That was a phobia. Joe Biden talking about the... Uh, you know, the racism in the United States, our systemic racist, that to me, that's the phobia, the anti-white phobia, the anti-American phobia. Those are the phobias we should be worried about. And I'm saying that because we need African-Americans, we need Hispanic-Americans, we need everyone working together. And yet today, you look at those people that wouldn't even vote to defend Israel in the Congress. There's a whole list of them who voted no, others who voted present. Absolute disgrace. I agree. In fact, I had uh, Anthony D'Esposito on a couple of days ago. Well, your kid from Long Island, he's a great guy. I call him a kid. He's a great guy, and he loves you, and he's a terrific congressman and a good guest. And uh, Johnny Tobacco out on Staten Island said to me, he said, you know, Sid, for all the time that all those lawmakers on Long Island are taking in their efforts to expel George Santos, and I do think Santos should be expelled, just so you know. But I agree with Johnny to a certain extent all the time that they're, they're taking to do that. What about taking that same time to expel people like Elon Omar and Washita Talib and AOC? I mean, Santos may have lied, maybe took a couple of bucks, none of which is good, don't get me wrong, but these people are haters. They are actually spreading 
hate, which leads to violence. To me, they're ten times worse than Santos. What about that? You mentioned Tlaib and Omar. I remember several years ago, and Omar really made the anti-Semitic statements, really horrible anti-Semitism. I came back to Washington. It was either Monday morning or Tuesday morning, whatever the first day of the week that was for Congress. And on my desk was a resolution being pushed by Nancy Pelosi condemning anti-Semitism. Everything was in there was aimed at Omar. That was on Tuesday morning. By the time we voted on it on Friday afternoon, all the references, we were opposed to every type of bigotry in the world. Omar ended up voting for the resolution. That's how watered down it was, because the squad got up at a Democratic meeting and basically were calling Democratic racists and bigots, threatened to turn against them, and Pelosi and the Democrats backed down altogether. They backed down to Omar. They backed down to Tlaib. They backed down to AOC. And we ended up voting on a resolution that meant absolutely nothing. There were more... Uh, biases and prejudices in that resolution that I never even heard of. And they wanted to make it like we were against all uh, prejudice, so that let Omar off, off the hook completely. It was absolutely disgraceful. No, the Democrats will never do it. Listen, I understand why uh, you know, guys like Anthony Esposito and Nick Lota, uh, you know, why they feel this way is because that's right in, in the midst of us out here. It affects the whole Republican Party. But I agree with you that you definitely – to me, what Tlaib and Omar, again, a- AOC is like a different story. She's like floating around out there. The ones who are the most uh, demonstrative and to me, the ones who are the most evil and the ones who can cause the most harm and danger are Tlaib and, and Omar. The two of them are the worst. You and I speak on Wednesdays, Peter. So the next time you're on this program will be the day after Election Day. And uh, this Tuesday is a big day. I'm sure you heard me and Curtis earlier blasting Justin Brannon. Here's a guy that his uh, musical band, he's got a picture of Mother Teresa talking about annihilation on the album cover. Real scumbag move. Now it turns out he's got a kid that works for him who's autistic, who he locked in a basement, made fun of year after year. I mean, he's a really, really bad guy. Ari Kagan has to win. Even the Democrat leader is saying, no, no, you got to vote for Ari Kagan. That's how bad things are. For Justin Brandon, but I did notice on your Instagram page that you went out of your way to endorse another lady that I love, Vicky Paladino. So the election day coming up on Tuesday, these are very, very important local very races, important. Yeah. these city council races. Give me a couple of folks who Peter King is endorsing on Tuesday. Well, certainly, in your Vernikoff, Vicky Paladino, Kagan. And here in Nassau County, we have a very tough race in North Hempstead. Jen DeSena, she's running for re-election as supervisor, great, great candidate. We have to get behind her, Don Clavin and Hempstead. But, again, Joe Cairo is all out in Nassau County. We've got to make sure that Nassau County stays strong. Suffolk County, it's absolutely essential. We have, like, Ed Romaine as the county executive. If you want to keep the fighting going against the uh, illegal migrants coming into Long Island, you've got Bruce Blakeman in Nassau. He's there for at least another two years, hopefully many more after that. But Ed Romaine in Suffolk County is the county executive. I like him. After electing his county executive. Yes. I agree with you. He should replace Baloney. He was on me about three weeks ago, former cop Ed Romaine. And talking about cops, Justin Brannon, right at the top of the list of liars. He did, in fact, vote to deep on the police, not last year, but a couple of years ago. Lied to me, lied to Rosanna Scotto, lied to Arthur Aitala last night. Guys lying all over town. And I would say this, Pete, I know you would agree that there's only one party. You know, I know a lot of folks are calling for common sense and all that. Stop it. Stop it. There's only one party. There are no Republicans who ever want to deep on the police, ever, amongst all the other stuff, hating on the Jews and, and uh, you know, dra- drag queens and bail reform. There's one party. It's Democrats who want to deep on police. So I think you agree with me. When you vote on Tuesday, forget about common sense. Vote Republican. Absolutely. To me, 
I'm not that partisan the guy, but right now you're the Republicans, the only ones who are speaking out for the cops, for the values we believe in to keep New York safe, Long Island safe. So absolutely vote vote Republican all the, all the way, more than ever. And again, I, I don't always say that, but you know, we talk about common sense Democrats. You know, they're long gone. There are no more Ed Koch's, no more you know Joe Lieberman's. They're gone. Instead, we've been and now we have AOC and Salib and Omar. We have uh, guys like Brandon. No, they got to go. So let me ask you this on the way out, Pete. You've been pretty outspoken about you love Trump, you're friendly with Trump, you love his policies, but you wouldn't vote for him this time around because of the other stuff. But assuming he's going to win the primary, which he's going to, he's just destroying. I mean, if I hear one more time that Nikki Haley is gaining ground in Iowa, I'm going to puke. She's 30 points behind. So he's going to win that easily when, in fact, he does, not if. When Donald Trump wins that primary, whether he's in jail or not, I'm assuming at that point you will. In fact, support Trump. Yes, I mean, I've said it all along. If he's the nominee, I'll support him. I'm just not supporting him for the nomination. And no matter what you say, don't get sick, don't get nauseous. I still think Nikki Haley has a shot. Having said that, <laughs> Donald Trump is ahead right now. Yeah. If he's the nominee. I'll support him. Yeah, you're the type of guy that in 1979 thought the Mets had a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in 1969, I did. That was a pretty good copy. Hey, listen, it was great seeing you, and uh, Rosemary is such a sweet lady. And, of course, the great Melissa Zim on Friday night, and the folks loved you there. Bill and I loved you. Thank you for coming and always supporting me and and everything WABC does. You are a great American. I love you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sid. Keep going. That was a great show the other night, and with you, every day is a great show. I appreciate that. Coming from you, that means a lot. Look who's talking. That's the great Peter King, ladies and gentlemen. Pride of Long Island, pride of New York, pride of America. They don't make it much better. That is what we call in Yiddish a git and a shimmer, a good soul. Not even close to being done, ladies and gentlemen. Well, very exciting 9 o'clock hour. Very exciting. We start with WFAN legend Joe Beningo, and then we go to comedic actor Chris Tucker. And I've got words of advice for Chris Tucker when he's on stage here in New York. The two words are Dave Chappelle. I'll get to that coming up. Radio 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Got no time for the oh, it's a good song, bro. Bruce Springsteen is wife Patty Schiappa does sing on this song. Hearty congratulations to Patty Schiappa. Along with our guy, I think WABC did a bad job here. I'm calling our own station out. I don't care if you yell at me. I don't care. Tony Orlando may be New Jersey Hall of Fame on Sunday night. God, I love this song. And he actually performed a song on stage with Springsteen, my good pal Stephen Van Zant and Patty Schiappa. He did the Beatles song, which what was it again? The um, with a little help from my friends. Right, I should know that. It's part of our. 
Part of our open. Yeah. So Tony Orlando and the great Patty Schialpa. Also David Chase, the writer, creator, the genius behind the show, The Sopranos, made it. As well as former giant great now FAN afternoon host, number 21, Tiki Barber. I don't know why Tiki Barber. I guess he played football in Jersey. That's why. He's a New York guy. You're quick. He lives in Jersey now. He was on the Jersey Housewives, actually, with his wife, um... Whatever the hell her name is, I forgot. <laughs> Who cares? I'm gonna need pills. <laughs> it's John, Tracy, Tracy Johnson. You got so. it. I think Joe Beningo should be in the New Jersey Hall of Fame. As long as I've known Joe Saddle River, whatever the hell he is, Saddlebrook, I don't know. He's a Jersey guy, and he's one of the great sports talk guys in the history of the business. When you write the book, you know Francesa, Russo, Sid, Joe Beningo, and he lives in Jersey. So if Joe Piscopo was in there, then Joe Beningo should be there. So with that said, here he is, live from his palatial estate somewhere in New Jersey, the great Joseph Arthur Beningo. Hello, Joe. Sid, let me start with this. First of all, okay, I have no shot to get into any Hall of Fame, so that's number one. No, that's not okay. true. You should be in the no, – you're, no, 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 you're a legend. You're a legend. Uh, yeah, okay, whatever. That's number one. Number two, Springsteen, really, bro? This guy this guy forgot where he came from, this guy. All of a sudden, he's buddy-buddy with Obama, okay? All of a sudden, the country's, you know, not so good, all right? Donald Trump is whatever, and you're playing freaking Bruce? All day, Please. every day. All right, well, you could have him. I'm, I'm done with Bruce. Yeah, no, listen, I, I make... Um... I thought he was... First of all, let me say this. I thought he was overrated to begin with. Well, okay? it's stupid. It's stupid. Well, well, you, well, no, you're right. You're, you're right. You're not going to make any Hall of Fame. Now, be quiet. <laughs> no, him and, him and, him and Barack. I, very I understand that. that. Listen, I, okay. I, I'm, I'm a, just saying. I, I'm just pointing it out. To no, you, no, I, you I know? knew. I, I, I knew this already. But I'm a hypocrite. Yeah, here's the difference between you and I. I'm a hypocrite, and I admit okay. it. I'm okay with it. Like I still watch Robert De Niro movies. I still play a right. Barbara Streisand song once in a while. Okay. And uh, I love Bruce, but I know that he's a, he's a no-good bastard. And by the way, born in the USA is anything but pro-American. Anything yeah, no, but. Of course. I know. Yeah, so. I know because Bruce has had it so tough with the millions. You know, you talk about a guy that forgot where he came from, okay? It's Bruce Springsteen. Where did he come from? Well, I mean, what you, you know, he was he's in Freehold, New Jersey. What was he? What, what was he? A millionaire <laughs> when he started writing songs when nobody wait, knew who the hell second. he was? Hold on a second. When you were Come when on. you were you know taking boxes off the truck at the local A and P, no one knew you'd be a, a, a legend in sports talk radio. I'm no either. legend. No, bro. Let me tell you something right now. I'm no legend. I'm just a. All I am is a sports fan that got lucky. Somebody gave me a microphone. That's it. Let's be honest about it. Now you know who got lucky? New York City. Who? Because we had you and still have you. You still fill in at the fan every now and then. And, and, I, and I will tell you that every Monday, win, lose, or draw, there whether it's a Met game, a Jet game, a Nick game, a Ranger game, I don't care. Uh, even though you're known for the Jets, you do it all great. And, and look, you were on a couple of weeks ago when Rodgers got hurt. You yelled at me, we're still going to be good, we're still going to be good. And I said, no, you can't because Zach Wilson stinks. Just so you know, he still stinks. I don't care what anybody says. If, mm-hmm. if God forbid you had a real quarterback, you may be 6-1 and one or 7-0. and oh. But, but, to the Jets' credit and your good friend, the coach who you got with, they're 4-3, and three. half a game yeah. behind Buffalo, game and a half behind Miami, certainly in a playoff discussion. I don't think they make it, but you were right. The Jets are a good football team. They just need a better quarterback. Well, let me tell you something about the quarterback, okay? And I think a lot of the problem is the play calling, okay? The play calling against the Giants was brutal. They had three, four third and ones and didn't convert any of them. And in three of them, they're sitting there in an empty backfield. What are we doing? And isn't it amazing, Sid? 
The kid stinks for 59 minutes, okay, right? Now, all of a sudden, the Giants, you know, we accept the gift of the coach giving us a chance to pull the game out. And what does he do? With the game on the line, no timeouts. Boom, boom, 30 yards to Garrett Wilson. Boom, boom, 30 yards to Alan Lazard. Next thing you know, we're spiking it and tying the game in and winning in overtime. Why, why did it take 59 minutes for, to let the kids start chucking the ball down the field when the game was suddenly because we had to? You know, a big part of the problem to me, okay, is the play calling. They never, there's no run, they never let the kid, there's no designed runs for the kid, number one. Number two, they never let him throw the ball deep down the field. Really? Come on. The guy's got a major league arm. We all know he's got a big arm, if nothing else. Let him chuck the ball occasionally 50, 60 yards down the field on a bomb. They never let him do that. It makes me freaking crazy, bro. Brees Hall, we got but, one but, of the best running you, backs in football. They're giving him the ball 12 times. I know the Giants oh, shut him down. I know, but why are you surprised? I mean, whether it's Paul or his son Nathaniel, the Hackett's, well, I didn't oh, say I was, uh, no, wait, wait, I didn't say I was surprised. All I'm saying is that, to me, that's a big part of, of why he isn't playing well. Fair. And I understand he takes some bad sacks. The sack on fourth down was terrible. Thibodeau sacked him. you got to throw the ball up. But they got this kid so brainwashed that you can't throw an interception that, you know, he just takes the sack. And, and I think this is all part of the problem there. I really do. I, I really do. With that said, as you said, we're four and three. We've won three games in a row. Say whatever you want. You know, they, they did win the game on Sunday. You call it whatever you want. We got, we got one of the top defenses, top three or four defenses in the league. There's no doubt about it. We got the best kicker-punter combination in football. We got outstanding freaking special teams. And, you know, even with this quarterback, we're finding ways to win football yep. games. Yep. No, because okay? you were right. And if you, they go, you were right. Let me just say one more thing. Yep. And we'll, if they go six, they got ten games left. If they go six and four to get to ten, they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs, bro. No, you, listen, they, they could, and, and you were right. You said uh, weeks and weeks ago this was a good football team, and they are. You just talked about their defense. You talked about their special teams. You did mm-hmm. not mention their running game, which is amazing. Hall is a tremendous well, running. They don't back. give him the ball enough, though. Sid, he I only agree. got the ball twelve times in this game. They got to get the ball to this. And I know the Giants shut him down. I'm not knocking that. The Giants, look, Giant defense played great. I mean, Dexter Lawrence and Thibodeau were in the backfield more than uh, Zach was. In this game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but. But the point is, you got to keep you got to keep feeding the guy because yeah. he could break one at any time, as we saw on that screen pass that you know went for fifty yards. Fifty yard touchdown. touchdown, yeah. He can break one at any time, Brees Hall. They got to give him the ball more. I want to talk to you about the Giants quick. Then we'll get to Trump and Israel before uh, Chris Tucker comes By on. By the way, you didn't go. You didn't go to Big Don's Halloween party, bro. Come on. How did you not go? <laughs> I didn't go. I, I didn't get enough time uh, to prepare to go there. <laughs> so, I didn't go. I should have gone. I heard it was great. But uh, the Giants, look, uh, the great year Dayball had last year and won Coach of the Year, and Giants found a way to win a playoff game. I never thought they were all that good, but they got it done. Uh, this team is bad, really bad. In fact, maybe the worst team in the National Football League now that Carolina's won. And they have all kinds of issues at quarterback. DeVito Taylor. Jones right. will be back this week, but that's a neck injury. You just don't know about that. He's got nobody to throw the football to. I mean, nobody. Waller's hurt again. And give yeah. me a break. You're going to go with Robinson and Slayton to win an NFL game? I mean, this is a really poorly architected football team. I don't know what Shane's been doing the last two years. For all the credit he got last year, talent-wise, this is not a, this is a bad football team. 
Well, they got a good defense. I do think, and obviously when they traded Leonard Williams, which is actually got a good haul for Leonard Williams, a second and a fifth. I know they're paying most of his salary, but I thought that was a pretty good move by the Giants. Look, Lawrence is a big player. Thibodeau's really good. You know, they got some guys, Okarake, they got some guys on the defense uh, that can do some things. But I think what happened is, I, I, what's happened, bro, is that, this, number one, the schedule's been very tough at the beginning of the year. You know, they had some tough games. They played Dallas, you know, they played the 49ers, you know, early on. You know, so I think the schedule last year, they were playing a lot of AFC South. Uh, this year, I think Dables, you know, he, he hasn't been the same. I don't know how to explain it. He hasn't taken the shots. Obviously, the injuries have hurt him. Jones went down. Barkley was out for a while. The offensive line has been banged up. You don't have Thomas. You don't have Neal. All these guys. The center was out for a while. You know, I mean, I think that all plays into it. I mean, I really do. I think you're right. He's a, a little afraid to do what he did last yes. year, which was go for By two way, at the end I of the game. Too, can I say this too, Sid, about the game Sunday? Yeah. Should have went for it on fourth and one. Agreed. Barkley was running the ball well, end yep. the game there. Yep. And then in the overtime, you don't put your offense on the field. You got <laughs> you got a quarterback that he can't throw the ball. He's not going to throw the ball down the field. And you put my team's defense on the field against your offense right away? That was a mistake. I totally agree. Now, it's been horrible. It's been a horrible season for Brian Dable. As good as he was last year, right. that's how bad he's been this year. So on the way out, uh, the world is on fire. You know, Israel, you know what's going on. In fact, I was Can talking- I say this too, Sid? Can I say this, Sid? How can any any Jewish person in this country, and I've said this to you, ever vote for the Democrats? I don't know. With all the anti-Semitism in the Democratic Party, I mean, the anti-Israel stuff, the protests that are going on, the pro-Hamas, uh, you know, uh, which is really, to me, what it is, pro-Hamas demonstrations that are going yep. on in this yep. country. Yep. If you are Jewish, how could you possibly vote for the Democrats? Ah, uh, listen, you know, I agree, and I call my sister and brother-in-law out all the time. My brother-in-law, Harry, I love him to pieces. His mother and father, Holocaust survivors, numbers on their arm, and he's voting for people that uh, gleepily, gleepily employ people like uh, Omar and Talib. Right. I got news for you. Let's not leave it to Jews, okay? How could any person... How can yes. any decent yes. person vote right. for a Democrat at this point, okay? If you are, if you love America and you are a real American, how could you possibly vote for them? Now, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling, Sid. No, really me too. So, so our, our guy is uh, sitting back and gaining every day. Nikki Haley's making a, a race for, for second place with DeSantis mm-hmm. in Iowa. Still about 30 points behind, by the way. I mean, none of these people have a chance in hell. Not a right. chance in hell. And now, of course, Pence, he got smart. Larry Elder got smart. The quicker the rest of these dummies figure out that our only hope is Donald Trump, not just for the party, but for the country, and unite around him and make Republicans after that Mike Johnson fiasco look united for once, the better off we're all going to be. It's Donald Trump or bust. Yes. The only person that can save this. Look, this country, and I always say it this way, Sid, this country needs a major enema right now. Okay, major enema. And there's only one person that can do it. And that's Big Don. You know, let's be honest. We need Big Don to get in. Here's my big concern, though, Sid. How are we going to survive another year? I know. I know. We got a year yet before even the election. How are we surviving this with what's going on in Israel, with what's going on in the Ukraine, with allowing all the, you know, the illegals that are called, God knows how many how many Hamas or Hezbollah are in this country now. God only knows. I mean, how, how are we surviving another uh, year, Sid? That's a great question. Look, I got 30 seconds to go. 
Uh, the Knicks win last night. I still love the Knicks. I watch them almost every night. Right. I know you do, right. too. Uh, they get the win. Would you trade the whole team, as is the rumor, to bring Joel Embiid to Philly? And do you think eventually Philly will trade Joel Embiid? I want no part of him. He's not a winner. Joel Embiid, to me, is not interested in winning championships. I want no part of him. They blew that series last year against Boston. They were up 3-2. They choked it away. I want no part of Joel Embiid. You belong in the Hall of Fame, bro. You're nuts. You're a legend. You're great. You come on this show. You you hit a grand slam. I'm you, bro. He's not a winner. You, I'm I agree. Him. No, I hear you. And let me tell Still you this, He'll big. get hurt. He'll miss 40 games. You yeah. know that. That's probably well. If he comes to the Knicks, he'll miss sixty. Right, there you go. Right, he'll be another. He'll be another. Uh, what's his, what's the, I can't even think of the guy's name. Who's the guy they traded? Uh, the stupid trade on draft night with Camby and all of that. Who was that guy again? What was his name from Denver? I can't think of his name now. You know. Oh, he was McDice, the Antonio McDice. He'll be oh, another McDice. Antonio yeah, McDice. Antonio McDice. Yes, yes, yes. Joseph, you were brilliant again this morning. You're absolutely great. I love you. Thank you for doing this. Please. Come back again soon and keep talking, buddy. You're great. I love you. Thanks. Anytime, Sid. You let me know. And and when you see your butt, when you see the great Big Don, tell him Beningo says all the love. Okay. Oh, let me tell you something. I promise you, I'll do that. I promise you. I know, of course, he knows who you are, as everybody does. There he is, folks. The legend Joe Beningo still does filling shows at WFAN and does a great job right here with me every couple of weeks. I love the guy. I think he's the best. He really is. He can talk about a variety of things. He's got unmatched, unbridled enthusiasm. He's the great Joe B. We'll take a short break. Comedic actor Chris Tucker. You know him, Rush Hour, Friday Air. Chris Tucker coming up next. In friends in the morning. Seventy-seven WABC. I know you don't smoke weed. I know this, but I'm gonna get you high today. Cause it's Friday. You ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. <laughs> you know we start all of our Friday show with that quote. And then you're playing Rick James. Rick James. I actually beat Rick James on the amount of days you can stay up successively on drugs. He won six days. I went eight. It's one of my proudest accomplishments, really. But Rick was great. But this uh, is Chris Tucker. This guy, this guy amazes me. First of all, this mother effer made $25 million for Rush Hour 3. I told him when I read his bio, which is incredibly impressive, that great character Smokey on Friday, 97 was a big year for Chris. Fifth Element, Money Talks, and Jackie Brown. That was a great movie. 98, Rush Hour. And I read all this stuff. It all started, of course, with Def Comedy Jam. He's one of the funniest guys you'll ever see, and he seems kind of nice. I don't know him, but he seems kind of nice. But all I can see is $25 million. By the way, I saw a movie three weeks ago. What did I tell you guys? That the critics hated, that I thought was great. What did I tell you? The movie Air? That was fantastic. And he was great in that, Tucker. Him and Damon and Affleck and uh, the Bateman guy. So here he is, one of the funniest people, a great comedic actor, and coming to New York to show you how funny he is live on stage, the great Chris Tucker. Chris, Sid, New York, how are you? 
Craig, how you doing? I'm I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, Pizza Critics loved air. We had ninety nine percent rotten potatoes, tomatoes, baby. <laughs> 99 percent we're up for awards this year hopefully <laughs> i thought it was great i don't know but um how am i doing it's, it's an interesting question chris i'll be honest with you i'm doing okay but i would be as excited as you sound and as happy as you were if i got 25 million dollars to do any movie uh but you deserve it you, you you know you actually did become one of the great comedic actors right up there with guys like chris rock i'm sure you hear those uh, comparisons uh, all the time but Really, uh, between 95, Chris, and like 99, that was an incredible run for you. Incredible. You know what? A lot of fun. You know, I was establishing myself. You know, I did uh, Fridays, and then I did Dead Presidents, which is the 28th anniversary of Dead Presidents, and 25th anniversary of the first Rush Hour. Uh, Those movies, all of those years, you're right. And it just established me as an actor. And I was real important because those were my shots. You know, my first co-starring role with Ice Cube in, in 90, the 95 uh, first rush hour, you know, I had to make sure that worked so I could, you know, get more acting roles, you know, coming from stand-up comedy. So th- those are very important years. You're absolutely right. How was it working with uh, Cube? I know. I know Cube well. You know, he's got that three-on-three basketball league, and he calls me, comes on the show every year when he starts that league. But I'm not going to lie to you, Chris. I've never gotten Jackie Chan on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was that like working with Jackie? You know what? I, I was, you know, Jackie is a hero of everybody. He was a hero of mine, you know, uh, he's iconic, you know, to work with, you know, uh, the things he could do and he, he did. So I knew uh, it, every day was like a, a holiday, you know, coming to the set, seeing Jackie Chan, the coolest guy in the world who could do martial arts and do action. He was fun, funny, and 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 the biggest star in the world uh, at that time, rising star, and still is. So it was awesome to work with him, and I hope we can do another one. I heard the studio wants to do another one now, so hopefully we can get one more in and or some more in and have some fun with it. Oh, we would definitely go see that, bro. We like that series, so do it again. And like I said, '97, Jackie Brown was great, Fifth Element, but you did do Money Talks, Chris, with uh, with yeah. Charlie in '97, and. You know, I, I, I kind of like Charlie. I know him just a little bit, not like you, but uh, I didn't start a movie with him. But I know him a little bit. And um, back then, 97, that was, um, well, I guess Charlie would have said he was winning. <laughs> so uh, what was yeah, it like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was it like being on a movie set with Charlie Sheen in those days, 1997? Oh, man, that, that's another one, just iconic guy. You know, I knew him from Platoon and all these great, on Wall Street and, all these great movies I'm working with, Charlie Sheen, you know, coming to the set, man, was just, that's like heaven. And he, he was the nicest guy in the world. He made sure the studio gave me first billing of Money Talks. They wanted to give him first billing. And Charlie said, no, Chris brought this to me. He's executive producing it. He brought it to the studio. He should get first billing. So that's what type of guy Charlie Sheen is. And he let me borrow his Ferrari. And I kept it so long, uh, he forgot I had it. And so he's always been forever. <laughs> of course he forgot you had it. Um <laughs> This is the great Chris Tucker. You know what's funny about you, Chris, uh, growing up in Atlanta, Georgia, and making your way to Hollywood? And I've seen your uh, stand-up routine, and, and I think you're great. And, again, folks, you're going to want to go see Chris Tucker here in New York. It is the Chris Tucker The Legend Tour, 2023 to 2024. He's going to perform in about uh, 30 cities, about 30 of the biggest cities here in America, November 17th, New York, New York. But, you know, you talk about the guys. Sold out. Sold out? You only can get tickets for the 18th. 
Really? Oh, the 18th is still available. Okay, the 17th is sold out. The 18th is available. But you talk about your inspirations, uh, Chris, being guys like Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor. I love both of those guys, too. Love them. But those guys are filthy. There wasn't enough minutes in Raw or Delirious, Eddie Murphy, to curse. And you, for the most part, in fact, your whole act is actually very, very clean. It's odd that you would look up to those guys and you're just as funny, but you don't curse. Well, well, well. Here's the thing: when I grew up watching Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy, it was what they were saying in between the cussing words. They had them. They had something to say, and that's what I learned from them. In my show now that I'm doing the Legend Tour, Chris Tucker Legend Tour, I have something to say. You have to come to the show to hear what I got to say about everything. And you know, if you watch the lyrics and raw and 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 live on Sunset Strip and here and there, yeah, yeah. Richard he might have cussed, but he said so many uh, uh, great things. And when you come to my show, you might hear some cussing words, but you know, cussing is just an expression. Of course. And I made a point uh, early in my career not to cuss as much because I wanted to be funnier than just relying on a cussing word. So. You know, I still cuss on stage, uh, so you, uh, uh, when you come, you're going to hear some cussing, you're going to hear some edgy stuff. But it's, when I was a kid, it was more cussing, and I said, no, I want to be funnier. So that made me even a better comedian that I restricted myself from right. cussing that much. I'm, I'm, like sure I, that, I'm sure that Mary Louise made sure you didn't curse all that much, Chris. Uh, I don't think Norris can, but Mary Louise can. So you know, let me give you some advice, okay? And I know this is ridiculous. You've made hundreds of millions of dollars. You're beloved worldwide. You're a comedic actor. You're a genius. You're all that stuff. Let me give you some advice about your upcoming shows, and it's just two words. You ready? Yes, sir. Dave Chappelle, whatever you do, whatever you do, do not. And I love Dave, but he blew it for me. Don't you ever go on stage and sound even a little pro-Palestinian. Don't do it. You'll lose every Jewish member of that audience here in New York. I promise you that. So you can get edgy, and you could talk about what's going on in the world today, but you're better off staying away from the whole Israel conflict. That's my advice. You know, I don't know anything about all that, but I, I love me some Dave Chappelle. That's one of my buddies, and that guy is one of the funniest guys out there. And he was he's one person that inspires me because he keeps comedy going, you know, uh, with his wit and everything and all that. But, you know, as a person... Dave is just a great guy. No, I love him. Look, I thought what he did with the whole transgender thing, you know that show, Chris, that was amazing. And that's why, for me, the two guys that make me laugh the most today besides you are Dave and Chris Rock, because Chris Rock also tackles every big story today. I love that. I really do. But there's just a couple that are third rail, if you know what I mean, and you can't win. So that would be uh, my advice to you. Otherwise, I should probably shut up and let you do your next interview, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Chris, I may come to one of those shows. So um, I guess I'll uh, just contact uh, you. How do I do that? Yeah, uh, the the person who got us on there, they can make sure that that happens. Okay, well, listen, good luck to you. Thank you for coming on this morning. We love you on this uh, morning show here in New York, the number one show in New York. We love you. We're big fans. So good luck and go knock them dead, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sid. All right. All right, you too. God bless you too. That's the great Chris Tucker right there. November 18th is not sold out. November 17th is. It's the Chris Tucker, the legend tour, 2023-2024. Entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning, 77 WABC. Friends.
Come on. Come on. Def Leppard. Happy birthday, Rick Allen. Let's get it. We're done for today. I like that, Kelly Klingman. Um, the PSAs are playing at the station. I love this song. Play some other song, damn it. Let's go to say. The PSAs that we're playing on this station leading up to Election Day are all well and good. They're, they're very well done. They sound nice. But I've got my own PSA. They tell you if you're a Republican, you're a Democrat, you're independent, just go vote. Do me a favor. If you're a Democrat, stay home. I'm going to go against the PSAs at the station. I don't want anybody in this city voting for any Democrat candidate. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I'm sick and tired of watching this city decline every day. And every one of the policies that the Democrats push is the reason why it ain't the Republicans. So the PSAs are great. They sound great. It's all very nice. Kumbaya. Sid Rosenberg's message, if you're a Democrat, stay home. Or maybe you've come to your senses and you'll vote Republican. Lou Rafino, you're brilliant. Justin Ellick, you too. Noam Layden, great. God willing, as Gene would say, we'll all be back for a Bill O'Reilly Thursday show at 6 tomorrow morning. Until then, from all of us to all of you, Vote Republican, you bastards! your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.